Uh, Alim Haji is asking if it's worth it to go and vote. Well, Alim, we wouldn't be doing a three-hour show if it wasn't worth it <laughs> to go and vote. I hope it's worth it. So fucking go and vote. All right. This is independent. This is live. Are we allowed to swear? We're doing... You're always we're, with a potty mouth. We're, we're going to do I'm everything. Sorry. Yeah. So let's let's start off. It's 7.09. Commercials would have ran before this. Um, the pre-roll, the big exciting... The pre- like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, the music, the yeah. graphics, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, totally. Um... We're not gonna. We don't have the money to do that because we got this big little ball here that allows us to to do all this stuff. Um, we had to pay for your lawyers because Faith Goldie's uh, minions are after you. Yep. Because uh, apparently you're not a racist. I am not. I wish they don't like. I actually had one guy say to me, "People that say they're not racist are racist. You're a racist." Yeah. That's what he tweeted to me. <laughs> I'm like, really? Wow. Oh my God. Wow. That's nuts. Yeah. Um, so let's start off. It is Monday, October the 22nd. All of Ontario has gone or is going to the polls today. And um, here in Toronto, we're covering uh, the local election. There's a bunch of things, a bunch of uh, wards that we're going to be taking a look at. Uh, but right off the top, I just want to thank our hosts uh, tonight and uh, almost every night that we uh, have a podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Girth Radio. Go check him out at girthradio.com for uh, the best independent podcasts in the city, if not the country. And, of course, to our location sponsor, Pacific Junction Hotel, for the awesome Diet Coke. Where did the sweet potato fries go? Put them, put They're gone. They're sweet gone. potato fries are gone. And the water. And uh, the two, jerk chicken. tacos. The jerk chicken tacos. Jerk chicken tacos. Which, which were great. Uh, we have a bunch of guests uh, coming up, we're going to talk about uh, the front runners, uh, people that aren't the front runners. Um, Greg, I also want to thank a bunch of guests that have come on the show yes. recently uh, to help us put out uh, a bunch of content. Um, so, in no particular order, uh, Sabrina Zuniga, she is running, I believe, in Ward 10, um, which is down by the that's down by the lakeish harborfront sort of area. Yeah. Um, I know up on Kinks uh, Spadina-ish area, Spadina and Queen area. Uh, so thanks to her. Um, I want to thank uh, Day Williams for coming yeah. in as well. Uh, she is with um, Women Win Toronto, uh, and they've played a role uh, in this election. Uh, I want to thank Richard Petty. He's been on four times, I want to say. The first time he came on, we talked about his career, but uh, subsequently we've talked uh, almost exclusively about Toronto. So I want to thank uh, our good friend Richard that was, Petty. That was a great chat. Yeah. The last one. Former mayor, John Sewell, um, mayor of the old Toronto, yep. back before uh, amalgamation. He dropped by studio four to six weeks ago. Yeah, I was going to say a month and a bit, a month and a half yeah. ago. Um, Dan Spearin uh, dropped by after the Ontario election to talk about what does that mean for Toronto and he's actually going to be our guest tomorrow, tomorrow to talk about everything that we're not going to have time to talk about today. Um, we have three hours. Yeah and uh, also <laughs> want to thank um, Sarah Kleemanhaga. Um, she's a mayoral candidate. Yes. Um, I heard through the grapevine that she was going to throw her support 
behind a Jennifer Keys mat. Really? Yeah, but um, that hasn't or did not happen. I did not hear that. Um, just 45 minutes still, so you never know uh, what's going to go on. Um, yeah, so thank you to all of our guests, all of our listeners, everyone who's going to watch uh, this live stream. Uh, if you have questions, uh, please go on to facebook.com slash welcome podcast and uh, leave a comment in the comment section um, where you see our live stream. We're live streaming this or this live stream is has been published on Twitter, um, all over Facebook. Uh, so we're not going to be able to go everywhere. Um, so if you have a comment, please uh, leave it there. Um, don't even text me because my phone is acting as the camera. <laughs> so I have no access uh, to uh, to any of that. Um, let's go through some wards that we're going to be taking a look at tonight. So the polls are still open at 7.15. Um, if you haven't voted, please do go yes. and vote. you got 46 minutes and 25, 24 seconds. Yeah. So uh, some wards that we're looking at. Uh, right now, CB24 is talking about the Ward 12 incumbent battle. Um, so that's between Josh Matlow and Joe Mahevic, who are two progressive councillors um, at the city of Toronto. So they're battling it out in Ward 12. Uh, Ward 7, the results are either going to make me happy or mm. I'm going to cry. Ward 7 features uh, everyone's uh, idiot counselor, um, Giorgio Mammoliti, um, and uh, Anthony Perusa, um, who I believe they're both right-leaning. Uh, Mammoliti is more stupid-leaning, um, in my opinion. Um, as this is well, your independent voice. This is my independent voice. And uh, as well as um, Tiffany Ford, who's one of the progressive yes. Uh, candidates out in Ward 7. She's currently the school trustee. Uh, and I heard she was leading by a bit as of the last okay. poll or so. Exit polls? Yeah, I, I don't know about the exit polls, but I, okay. I read something earlier Alrighty. today about man lady behind by a bit. But, nice. Hey, Marty Murphy. Is he a friend of yours? Marty Murphy. You've met Marty. Marty, uh, met Marty, Marty and Murphy. I work together at Flight Center. Okay. And, all right. Uh, Mary Ellen Sellers is my cousin. I don't know who Let's these people this. are, but all right. I do. Okay. <laughs> um, so that's Ward 7. Hello to you guys. Ward number 1 will determine whether or not there's a four at City Council or not. So Michael, yep. um, who is Rob and Doug's nephew, mm -hmm. is running in Ward 1 against uh, another Ford ally, Vince Crisanti. So we'll see what happens in Ward 1. I could care less. Actually, why not Vince? Or someone else. I have no clue. Um, ward 14, which is your ward. It is. Um, are these progressive candidates? Would you say? I don't know. Yeah. You know them. Yeah. So talk about Mary Paula and, um, so Mary everyone's favorite bike rider and librarian, Landrick Bennett. Library fanatic. Library fanatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so it's an, it's an interesting riding because we've, you know, as everybody have, have come across the, the merging of ridings. Or the, the amalgamation of ridings. Yeah. Um, so Mary had represented the north side of the Danforth and Paula the south side of the Danforth. Okay. For the last, I think Paula's three terms and Mary's been two. And you've lived on the north side. I've lived on the north side the whole time. Okay. Yes. And how, how so that would be Mary. Yeah. Right. How's Mary. Mary? Mary's great. Okay. Yeah, Mary's great. I mean, it, in the interest of full disclosure, yeah. you know, she was, she's my wife's former neighbor. 
Yeah. And we we know her quite well. So, okay. So she's a friend. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. As much as I'm fair saying, enough. Great. She's she's a great person. She's a friend as well. I know Paula has done you know a, a lot for the south side of the Danforth. Um, and then you know to have you know Landrick in yeah. the mix now again like you know we weren't really expecting this to be the way it is but yeah you, know, you got the two heavyweights and Mary and Paula and then you have Landrick uh, trying to fight his way up the middle so I didn't realize I've known Landrick for a while yeah. um, and I've I've interviewed him on a precursor to this podcast when he was with I can't, he was with a, a music. A music industry uh, organization, but he used to work for, I believe, the Songwriters Association of Canada or something like so along can. those. I think so. I might be totally wrong, but he was in the music business, yeah. education and stuff like that. Um, and then he was, I believe, was working in the government, yeah. uh, civil service, uh, and then everyone in Toronto who sort of follows local news should know uh, him and his son visited all 100 Every libraries library. in Toronto and they visited they have visited libraries outside of the city um, as well so uh, and he loves biking and he threw his hat in um, sort of as, as a change uh, a voice for change uh, a progressive voice I think correct me if I'm wrong but if you didn't know Mary or Paula personally might be someone that you, and I don't know who you have voted for. You haven't told me. Nope. Uh, someone that you would have uh, come out in support of. Yeah, I think I think Landers got a lot of, of great ideas. Yeah. I think um, you know. I, I really I, I'm 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 disappointed that for our ward we're in the situation that we're in. Yeah, and we might because talk about a lot, that. A lot of positives for yeah. the three of them. Um, ward thirteen has a former guest and friend of the show, George Smitherman. Um, up against everyone's uh, one of I don't know if it's everyone's favorite uh, progressive voice at council, but surely someone that no one necessarily hates or dislikes, I think, uh, and that's uh, Kristen Wong Tan. Um, they're up against each other, um, and George has said some I don't know crazy things recently um, about uh, the people that he's running against. And then we'll take a look at Ward 22, my former counselor and everyone's. Um, so everyone who doesn't live in Scarborough and doesn't have Norm Kelly as her counselor loves Norm Kelly. But if you have Norm Kelly as your current counselor and you're looking for your, things to happen in your ward, there's nothing happening. Huh. He, is, he is our former counselor. Uh, he will be replaced by everyone is saying Michael Thompson will win the election. Um, in my current ward, which is Scarborough Center, but in Scarborough Agent Court, it's Norm. Um, what have you done for me lately, Kelly? <laughs> Up against uh, Jim Karagiannis. Jim was the uh, MP for many, many years in Scarborough Agent Court, Liberal MP, um, and then uh, past retired past four years has been the uh, the councillor uh, in that area. Mm -hmm. So they're up against uh, each other as well. And uh, I think it's time for Norm to retire and focus on being Drake's best friend uh, and selling whatever shit he needs to sell on uh, on his website. Because um, I'll say it, he's been useless to uh, our ward. Wow. So so there you have it. Straight, Again, straight, from, independent voice. straight from a resident uh, of uh, Ward 22. Um, 
there's been uh, we've got forty minutes uh, remaining. Warren Porter uh, has joined us. Is he in, is he even in the city in the country right now? He is. He's back. He doesn't yeah, he doesn't run away to the warmth until okay New Year's. So he's he's back to vote. He apparently has the he was the voting this morning. He voted this morning. He voted this morning yeah. with uh, the city's most famous cat and dog, apparently. Famous dog, famous and then dog. yes, the neighborhood cat. The neighborhood, which is his cat. Yeah, now? actually, there's a, there's a, a the neighborhood have come together. Yeah, and they're waiting on a a dog house, I believe it is, to arrive. And okay, they're gonna put that by the house, and then the For neighbor's the gonna take care of this cat. Okay. So this cat apparently is just a neighborhood cat. Yeah, but a famous neighborhood cat. Yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. So, yeah. So we'll talk about all That's of this <laughs> and more. Greg, what you're in Ward 14. We talked about that ward, um, known as Toronto Danforth, and I'm in Ward 21. Um, used to live in what is now, ah, well, it's Ward 21, Scarborough Centre. Uh, Michael Thompson's uh, future ward. And um, someone had posted on Twitter today that she voted for all women. Mm. Um, so that would be a woman for mayor. I uh, don't know who that could be because there's at least three, four I women. Remember. Uh, that that I, I know of, um, a women counselor and a woman as uh, their school trustee. Um, I didn't vote for a white man <laughs> in any of my uh, three choices. Um, I that really doesn't mean anything. That's not why I chose, um, or why I didn't choose. It, it just happened to be, um, which I th I think is something. Like I th I think with a city that welcomes um, or and is home to uh, millions of people uh -huh. uh, from literally uh, all over the world. All right, welcome back everyone. Technology is awesome in this day and age. Um... Welcome to the studio. Thank you. You're welcome. You're live. <laughs> Great. <laughs> is that what that means, Greg? If that red light is on? It's, it's, well, it's connected. Oh, that's all that means. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't mean that we're live. No. Ah, okay, 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 okay. Why don't you introduce yourself? Sure. To the millions and millions of viewers. <laughs> all three million. Three. All three million. I'm Connie Crosby. Hello. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, so Connie, you're, I was going to say you're a librarian, but you're not a librarian, but you seem to work in libraries. I'm a librarian by training, but I work you are. as an independent um, information management, knowledge management consultant. Okay. Yeah. And what does that mean? <laughs> well, I help organizations get organized, help them okay. with their, their processes, processes, however you say that. Nice, nice, um, nice. Yeah. Ignore me. I'm just making sure that uh, we're streaming. We're we're up and that people can hear. Yeah. And uh, and see us. Um, you voted today. I voted in. Oh, the you voted polls. before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Why did you vote? Why did I vote? Yeah. Or why was it important for yeah. you to vote? Well, today? I I feel it's our civic duty. Okay. I feel, as a woman, we're it's sort of. Having um, the privilege to vote has been hard fought, and ah. I feel it's my duty to, mm -hmm. to vote every chance. Mm. Um, I'm given the opportunity to make sure that my perspective is heard. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah. Someone had said that. I don't know if I heard it on the radio today um, or if someone was talking about it. But someone said the same thing. Like, why? Ah, here it was. It was actually, it was on a conference call at work today. And so it was my turn to speak. So I start off with reminding everybody to vote. And then everybody starts throwing it in. And one of my coworkers says um, at a family gathering this week, he says, ah, do we really need to vote? Um, and then his dad got angry at him. And then um, our um, VP said it's very important to vote that women at one point did not have the right mm -hmm. uh, to vote and fought for this right. And so mm -hmm. at the very least, um, you know, what she said, and, and again, I don't want to take words out of her mouth. It's, it's like, you know, it's an obligation for her mm -hmm. uh, to vote uh, to at the very least, you know, pay respect to those who had to mm -hmm. to fight who didn't have the chance. Yeah, yeah the one, at one time it was, it was a, a privilege of white men mm -hmm. um, only to vote. So... Um, yeah, over time that has changed. Yeah. And, and I also think that I think we're seeing just on the global front, democracy is is in a threatened position and it's not something we can take for granted. What ward do you live in? I live in Ward 10. Ward 10! So we had a Ward 10. That's that, Who's in Ward 10? Who's who is the, the choice of counselors in Ward Ten? Well, the incumbent, incumbent. is um, Joe Cressy. Joe mm. Cressy. Yeah. Okay, so Sabrina Zuniga was a guest. Yes. And uh, she's not a Joe Cressy fan uh, at all. So people who don't know Sabrina, uh, she's not only running for council, um, or has been running for council, mm -hmm. and the election is tonight, uh, but she has. Previously ran in the 2014 or 15 okay. federal election uh, for uh, Harper's Conservatives. And previous to that ran for school trustee in the same area as well. Um, tell me about Ward 10 though, Con uh, Connie. What is, Ward what is Ward 10? What are some of the issues <laughs> that well, people are facing in Ward 10? Well, this is a good question because before the um, change in legislation yeah. by our provincial government, I was not in Ward 10. I was in a oh. different ward. Okay. And so... So Cressy wasn't your so, No, counselor. was okay. not my incumbent counselor. And so um, that is something that <laughs> I had to get myself up to speed on was, okay, ah. who are... The representatives and forgive me if I I don't remember all the names off the top of my head. I've got some notes on my yeah on my iPhone, but um, yeah, they I had to to learn. I managed to get to the as far as I know the only all candidate meeting okay um, that there was about well, a week and a half ago um, that some of the um, neighborhood associations put together, mm -hmm. but before that, you know. I, I'm in the distillery district and we were in a different ward and oh. I was all set to go to another different all, all uh, candidates meeting. Mm -hmm. And uh, then things kind of got changed and shuffled. And um, yeah, those of us in, and I can't even remember now the ward number, but our, the ward I was in got split into two or three, got, got moved into different wards. So okay. we're all different to the point where it was so confusing. Even candidates didn't know what was what we had. Somebody, um, go through my, I'm in a condo, somebody went through my building and dropped flyers off. Wasn't even the right ward. Wow. Um, huh. <laughs> people were putting up signs in the wrong side of the street. Um, so it was, it was confused. And 
Uh, you know, I, I think it's quite understandable if, if my neighbors don't quite know who to vote for. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say probably in, in the ward, like the incumbent, Joe Cressy, ha- has obviously name recognition. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's quite understandable if people just jump in and say, well, I know his name. He hasn't done anything to offend me, so I'm going to vote for him. Like, you know, I can see that happening. And that's what, when you came in, what I was just about to bring up, which is... <clears throat> I wonder how much of this is going to be a safe vote, like right now. Like it, it would be great to have some change and some mm. some some progressive views come in and young views and new and fresh. Yeah. Um, I really wonder how much of this is going to be driven based on the fact that people are going to go after what just went down with the provincial government. Let's just have some. Particularly, I mean, we have four years of Ford. We went four years of Tory to have mm-hmm. some some sense of normalcy happen and i just wonder how much of it's going to be driven based on that like and and then how many young voices are we going to lose because of that yeah that's that's a concern i had going into this um i think that uh yeah i i I think that was possibly one of the end goals of Mm -hmm. the ford government making that that move um and again talking about threatening democracy mm-hmm. like that yeah. really silences some voices in that respect yeah. um that's actually one of the reasons why i went the the night that they did the the night meeting where they were trying to um at yeah, the legislature i was at queen's oh, park yeah, yeah. i went before at, the vote bef- happened before or, the vote on the leg- yeah. piece of legislation i yeah. went to the midnight yeah. um debates that they held which was ridiculous uh you know, yeah. um, I just felt there's very few people on a Sunday night at midnight have the have the ability to get there to to either witness it or voice an opinion. Mm-hmm. My my I'm I'm fairly relatively shy. I don't tend to be a protester. Mm-hmm. So my my goal was just to witness it, to be there in the gallery if possible. Yeah. Um, didn't manage to get in. They didn't actually let a full gallery of people in. They mm-hmm. closed it down before they half filled the gallery. And uh, they ended up kicking people out. And they ended up, and they ended up keep, kicking people out. People were protesting from the gallery, and you're supposed to have decorum and be quiet sure. and mm-hmm. let the business of the the whatever assembly happen. Mm-hmm. And um, and so they just kicked everybody out wholesale. Uh, they had no plans actually to let all of us in. They had plans only to fill half open half of the gallery okay. at that hour and um so the people who were outside were quite incensed and angry and when we were outside um various people uh, various uh members uh of provincial parliament mpps came out to encourage us to continue or, continue yeah. people were protesting shouting um they came out to encourage us to do that um, some councillors who managed to get into the gallery, they came out to encourage us mm. as well. So it was uh, quite interesting that evening. Um, I don't tend, like I say, I don't tend to be a protester, yeah. but yeah. I was there periodically shouting as well. It was very frustrating. Yeah. So anyway, sidetracked our discussion. Yeah, but, no, uh, no, but no, but, but that's part of this whole process. I mean, that's, yeah. this is how we are, where we are today. Yeah. Connie, did you want a drink? Sure. A water or something? What would you like? Water would be great. Water, can you go grab? Yeah, totally. Yeah, thanks. Totally. Okay, and cool. Just, just so you know, yeah. I've got the stream in behind, so I can see when and if we go down. Okay, perfect. Hopefully we don't. So I don't need to look here. No, nope, that's what I'm saying. Don't worry about that. All right. I can see over your shoulder. Awesome. Wonderful. Okay. Technology. 
Um, so Connie, so so War Ten is new to you. Yeah. Um, but in your neighborhood, yeah. Um, what were what are or were some of the important um, issues or things that that you're concerned about? And, and maybe mm. there's nothing in your neighborhood. Maybe it's the city in general. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious what's important to you. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. I, I was actually a homeowner in uh, Riverdale, and I moved okay. to um, to the distillery. Okay. Just one of the year, new condos, or um, an existing condo, okay. about a year and a half ago, and it really made me realize. I mean, I'm privileged to to be an owner, but but the the cost of renting is is out of this world and this, owning and owning both. Yeah. Um, I don't know how families survive in this. In this climate, in this city, yeah. um, I didn't realize how disparate things are within Toronto. Mm -hmm. The um, just the level of of um, poverty and versus like there's the middle class has pretty much disappeared in the city, and we've got you know a situation where where it's haves and haves nots. Yeah. So that that to me um, is incredible and. You know, somehow we have to make it a livable city for for people to, yeah. to be able to, you know, find a way to have affordable housing for people. So that to me is very important and sort of, saw, you know, realize that. Sure. Um, and uh, so that's huge. To me, transportation is a big, a big issue as well. Um, I'm usually... So you're not far from here. I'm not far. I mean, I was yeah. just like a, less than a 10 minute walk away. And, um, like transit streetcar is big to me yeah. personally, but I'm also a pedestrian. I'm a cyclist. Yes. I'm, I'm rarely a driver. Sometimes I'm a driver, Yeah. but I find that the level of impatience in the city has increased yes. incredibly in the past year. Hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm extra, extra careful as a pedestrian now, and I don't even want to get on my bike in the city anymore. That's crazy. Which is, yeah, I've, I've just, you know, keep talking to friends who have been cut off, mm -hmm. have had accidents, who have been hit by drivers. Um, not to say that there isn't fault on both sides, but I think people's patience is gone. I think um, there's a level of education that's missing mm -hmm. around what are the rules of the road? What are all of our rules that we're supposed to be playing by? People don't know. The way the streets are laid out varies, so it's well, that's, not consistent. That's, that's a huge part of it. We talked with yeah. Richard Petty was, when he was in about mm -hmm. that because he's gone to other cities to study. And, uh, you know, that's a big thing. Like, down one street, you'll have lines and barriers, yeah. and and then the next one will be the lines over here. It's just, it's yeah. just, it's there's no yeah. consistency to it. So yeah. how do we... Yeah. How, do you, how do you hope for that if that's not the case? Well, you're just off of King Street where you live. Yes. Um, the uh, the King Street car. Is it a project? Pilot project. Pilot project. Yeah. Um, as someone who doesn't live downtown and most of the time gets around by transit if I come down here, uh, love it. I think it was last week I had a meeting in Liberty Village um, and made it here in, in in less than 30 minutes uh, could not have happened before this project um, what do you think of, of this? Uh, I feel the same way I mean previously I would to get just to downtown to, to Young and Bay to meetings yeah. I'd have to plan to leave 
my home or office. My office is at King of Parliament. I'd have okay. to plan to leave an hour in advance to make sure wow. just in case. An hour. Just in case things went around. You know, hopefully no no more than half an hour. But you never know. an hour to get here from Scarborough. You never know if there would be delays or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'd have to plan that. And now I can get places in 15 minutes. Yeah. It's an incredible change. You know, somebody was saying, oh, on average, it's a, a six-minute, um, the, the streetcars are going six minutes faster. Well, maybe the individual streetcars, but the wait time has reduced significantly mm-hmm. um, for those streetcars. It seemed to be moving a lot, a lot better. Yeah, especially through that the yeah. pilot corridor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and like you say, I, I actually have found myself, I'm spending more time along King Street as a result. I can also find... That's interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm able to get down to King Street easier and it's now my instead of going up to the subway at Bloor and going across the subway a lot of times I'll make, get get to King and go across the King car because the it's complaint is that um, businesses are, are, are losing out and so it's interesting because there's never been a study that shows that the businesses have been losing as a result of the King Street car pilot project all the studies have shown that things have gotten better um, from a business perspective, but individual businesses complain, um, and people um, who support these businesses—not in terms of they like going to them, uh, but are looking for support from these businesses mm-hmm. in terms of you know politicians. So like Sabrina said, I've been told um, that these businesses are suffering, and I, I don't understand that how you could increase the flow of people, and all of a sudden things are worse off. Then gridlock on that street, right? Are, are there are these businesses like that idiot who owns is it Kit Kat or I don't know, <laughs> just that well, that idiot who's in the you're, news you're every talk, five years. You're talking about Al Carbone, and he's yes. actually one of the candidates. Is he still in this he still ward? Is. He is still he he is one of the candidates for Ward Ten. So that's oh. interesting. Um, I mean, he brings a perspective. I get frustrated with him because I, I feel if he had, uh, you know, instead of ranting, because he, he, he caters to... He's always complaining. He caters to people who are coming in to, probably to the theatre. Yes. And who are visiting and not necessarily from inside Toronto. And when the weather isn't good, like the winter time is the down season. So, of course, of course things gonna are going to be down. But I don't understand why he doesn't cater to, like, locals like me and try to get me into his restaurant. But anyway, that's that's his, you know, whatever, his business planning, however he wants to do it. I, I to his credit, I think it's good that he stepped up, uh, you know. Um, I wasn't Put his money where his mouth is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A hundred bucks. You know, he didn't really have a full platform no. um, <laughs> developed, but he was at the all-candidates meeting. Fair enough. So good for him. That's good. You know, he's, he says he's been uh, in business for 30 years and in the city, and he has his own perspective. Fair enough. It's I shouldn't, good that I he, shouldn't poop on everybody, but, right? But no, but but no, I, I kind of feel the same way, too. I get, I get uh, insulted, you know, with uh, some of his tactics. Yeah. Um, so you, you, you talked about um, transportation. Um, you, you mentioned road safety. Mm-hmm. And what there's this thing called zero... Something zero zero something. Vision zero. Vision zero. zero. Yeah. Which is supposed to reduce traffic pedestrian is it pedestrian fatalities or is it traffic fatalities to zero? Right. The vision is zero. Like people shouldn't be yeah. getting hit on the streets by cars. 
right? It's it's just nuts. You Instead, know, we, we're getting worse though. It's it's it is yeah. getting worse, yeah. right? And yeah. and um, yeah, I don't have stats, but no. it seems to be yeah. Our Frequent. research staff went on strike, so they're not with our producer. <laughs> yeah, with our, and the big graphics at the with beginning our, with our producer as well. Um, but it's it's yeah. it's getting worse. People, I've been to at least yeah. two funerals um, oh, wow. of people that have been hit. Now, one of them happened to be a kid that was looking at their phone crossing the street. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one was my uncle doesn't have a cell phone that he needs to look at. Right, um, and this was up in North York. This wasn't even in the, in the core. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it is a it is something that it is one of many things that has been paid lip service to, um, but has never been backed up with concrete, in my opinion, concrete plans, um, execution. Nothing. It, it just seems like you know. Hopefully, you know. Fingers crossed that we'll all realize. Let's be a little bit better. And it seems to be that's the sort of um, modus operandi of, of this uh, mayor and this and, and this council recently. That it's like let's just see how things play out, and hopefully things will be better. If we if we say we're going to do something great, then hopefully everyone is going to back us up and and be a little bit nicer. Um, but you mentioned that you know you have concerns about um, traffic, both as a pedestrian uh, and as a cyclist. Yeah. Um, yeah. What What do you think can be done? That's yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's a good question. I. It's hard for me to know. Um, hmm. I mean, the um, that that plan that they talked what we call it, Vision Zero. Vision Zero. Yeah. I mean, that was based on something, right? Um, Based on planning in Europe, I believe. So, yeah, I mean, and Toronto signed on to yeah. be one of these cities. Right? I mean, we should be looking at what has worked elsewhere. Yes. The, like, I think our mayor should be in touch with what is helping happening elsewhere, and councillors too, happening elsewhere um, to know. Um, I think on on your one of your previous shows, you talked about New York City, and that is an example. Yeah, New York is interesting because that was hard won as well. It wasn't just like somebody came up with this vision and did it like they they had a hard time with traffic in the Uh city um and and they have they haven't just you know magic wand it's suddenly great like they closed streets down they closed all times square which used to be open to traffic and did this whole big big change i feel like culture in our city needs to change and and that's not an easy thing to do and as I say, people are getting less and less patient with each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we flip it the other way and get people to see each other's perspective and become more patient. I mean, I do drive as well. I don't drive very often, but but yeah. it's it's nightmarish. And and as one of my friends keep some of my friends remind me, like when I'm driving, you don't know when there's going to be bikes or pedestrians jumping out at you. Like yeah. I think everybody has um, a fear. <laughs> in the city and are frustrated. I don't think it's just one or the other. Like, I don't think it's cars versus bikes or cars versus pedestrians. Many of us play, play multiple roles. And I I think it's, it's gotta be a holistic solution. It's not just telling one party, okay, you're no, you know, these are the rules now for you. I think it has to be across the board somehow. Yeah. Yeah, But I think it also comes back to what we talked earlier, but the consistent, the consistency of how it's laid out. Yeah. 
because yeah. you'll come up to an intersection and it will be it'll be dealt with in a very different way with pedestrians, bikes, whichever for yeah. for a driver. And I, I do the same. I, yeah. don't, I don't drive often, but and and you know there is no consistency to how that is laid out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, ten minutes remaining. Twelve minutes, seventeen 12 minutes. seconds. Is that? Oh, wait a second. It, there's a countdown. There yeah, you go. We got two countdowns. They're off by ten seconds. They're off by minute. ten seconds. <laughs> um, yeah. So just just around twelve minutes left uh, to vote, and um, we're gonna call it right at eight o'clock because I've got some insights um, into uh, into the election. From a bunch of uh, grade sevens and eight year olds. Oh, oh, yes. Awesome. So uh, we'll sh- we'll sh- we will uh, we will share that. Uh, you mentioned the uh, Connie. You mentioned the price mm-hmm. of housing, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's uh, you're a renter or a homeowner. Mm-hmm. And if you're a brand new homeowner, um, you've got an amazing job, amazing career. Uh, you're so. you're a rock star. Uh, your parents might be rock stars uh, to be able to afford that. Um, just to give people some real life. Um, Example. So my niece um, recently moved here from Calgary. She uh, has got her first job. Um, so minimum wage is fifteen bucks right now. Is it fifteen or fourteen? Fourteen. Fourteen. Four, so she's making fourteen bucks an hour. Um, I picked her up from a friend's place. Uh, lives at Jane and Shepherd. Um, her friend makes the same amount of money that she does. And it takes five people. There's five people living in an apartment yeah. at Jane and Shepherd to be able to. Aff- I don't know what the rent is there, but that's how much, how many people it takes to afford rent in one apartment at Jane and Shepherd is five people. Um, and I know at least one of us is making fourteen bucks uh, an hour. I don't know how people uh, can afford to yeah. to live. And and there's a, there's a variety of factors. There's a very strong. Uh, and powerful uh, real estate board, uh, both um, you know the CREA, uh, OREA, and and TREB, um, very powerful boards uh, locally, provincially, and nationally. Um, there is the cost of money, which is historically uh, cheap right now uh, to be able to borrow money uh, for a mortgage, um, and I, I don't know. You know how how people are are, are doing this. Um, there's also there's also um, a low number of, of locations, both to buy and to rent. So that's mm. that's down. So the competition is fierce. Um, heard heard a story like when I was going to rent. You know, you you would call somebody up who who had uh, advertised. You would hopefully go see it. And they would say yes or no. It was pretty uh-huh. straightforward. Yeah. Nowadays, nowadays people are putting together little, almost like resumes with their photos and their background and their credit ratings and little portfolios to give to potential landlords to be considered. Like it's, yeah. it's far more sophisticated, far more difficult. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more competition yeah. um, to, to find a location if yeah. you are renting. Yeah. So there's, there's so many... Um... There's so many condos being built. Like there's construction. Yeah. These condos are, are, are going are going everywhere. Um, so I don't I don't know what it is. That's um, that's the future though, and whether there will be affordable places yeah. in there. There you go. Welcome. You're you're online. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, one of the things that that we that people had to choose um, is a school trustee. Is she leaving? Um, and we have somebody who works in the school board <laughs> that, that that is with us. And I've been told before that I that we need I need to be careful on questions I ask you. Um, so I will be careful. But you but really. Nobody knows. We were supposed to have a school trustee actually come in uh, last week. Um, she was unable to make it. Uh, Mana Wong, who is running in Ward 22. Um, and in eight minutes, I will tell you whether she won or not. Um, and Do you want to pull the chairs around? Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know whether people know what a school trustee does. So I thought we could ask somebody who works inside a school, what a school trustee responsibilities might be. Not that you are one. No. Um, but you might. But I've worked with them. You, you, you work with them. And, yes. um, you know, we can talk about about that. So, um, so really a school trustee is... Please, why don't you introduce yourself? No one knows you. <laughs> I'm Kelly Diamond. Yes. <laughs> Kelly goes to the amazing concerts. Uh, she's a season ticket holder uh, for, for the Toronto Argonauts. That's true. Uh, you dress warm to those games because you're outside. It looks like you're a linebacker. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yes. She also happens to be married. To you. To, to some me. guy. To you. <laughs> to me. Oh, my God. I apologize. For... I'm in between. <laughs> <them>. <laughs> um, yeah, so Kelly, you, you work in a school. And so we're not rude, too. Kelly and Connie know each other. Yes. So it's like, I just don't we just... see each other at those concerts. At the concerts, which you exactly. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. So I don't know. I just... yeah. Okay. So everyone knows each other. Know Whoever's each other. watching but doesn't think there. we're rude. And not <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So Kelly, you work in a school. I work in a school in yeah. Toronto, TDSB. TDSB. What does a school trustee do? What's what's part of the responsibilities? How have you interfaced with them? Well, a school trustee, their job is really a liaison between. Um, the parents and the school board. Mm -hmm. So they are independent from the school board. <clears throat> they answer to the parents is their job. So if you have an issue at your students, uh, you know, at your child's school, and you don't feel you're getting anywhere with the teacher or with the principal or anything like that, the school trustee is an option for you to go to because they are supposed to take the interests of their community to the board okay. that they meet at board meetings. At. Who's Kaylee? Kaylee's my daughter. She says hello. Oh, hello, Kaylee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, she didn't say hi, mom. She says hi, Kelly Diamond. That's interesting. Oh, that's funny. That's rude. <laughs> See. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, there are good school trustees who work really hard. It's not, yeah. a, it's not a high paying job. It's a part time job. It's a part time job. I think the job, most a really... trustee makes is. 25,000. Yeah, it's pretty mm. pretty yeah. minimal considering what I've seen most of them do. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what I've learned so far is that um, so we could, if we wanted to, donate money to a counselor's election campaign, the mayor's election campaign, and we actually, there's also a tax benefit. You get 75% back. Yeah. 75%. Does it matter what your income level is? No. or No, no. It's just like if, if you go to, okay. like we did a couple of the We did two of our events. Okay. People. With her Lanark and yeah. Mary. Okay. And, um, you know, yeah, so you get the 75%. You get 75%. Okay. Yeah. What did Paula think of that? Was she there? Never mind. Um, <laughs> school trustees. Yes. School trustees don't have that. No. Opportunity. You can give no. to your school trustee 
there's no taxable benefit to to you uh, i don't even know if you can give to your school trustee you 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 can so um you can and i don't know how they accept it i don't know what that that process uh is like so uh it's harder to raise Mm -hmm. funds um and and as a result it's it's harder to pay for signs for flyers for office space Mm -hmm. um yeah, for donuts to volunteers and all that stuff. Trustees that tend to do well are trustees that align themselves with a counselor. Like, that seems to be the way. Mm. So then you get co signage. Like yeah, like an ours. Like Paula and um, Paula Jennifer. Fletcher and Jennifer Story. Okay, all interesting. Their signage together. Yeah. Yeah, of course, right? Save, save, yes. uh, yep. save uh, financial resources mm-hmm. that way. What I've also been uh, told is that, count- is that uh, trustees are also responsible for how. School properties are used after school, like in the summertime, in, in after hours. So whether it is, um, you know, Scouts Canada using the gym hall on a on a Wednesday night or, um, you know, soccer clubs using the fields at some of these school properties. Um, you've been told trustees do that? Trustees are responsible for how this these things get because so, it's yeah, yeah. So perhaps, from what i've read from what i've read okay so perhaps right? at the board level they approve the organizations get to yeah move. because usually what happens at a school is um we get permitting requests from the board so mm. maybe the trustees somehow yeah, maybe there's some decisions yeah that are made at their level to uh to be made there mm-hmm. um, they tend to come from parent advocates that's you, that's why the mm. Sandra Lisi thing is kind of interesting because, you know, because he's running for school trustee, right? In a Why does adult. that name ring a bell? Oh, <laughs> oh dude, is he the driver? <laughs> yeah. What the heck is he doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Running as a school trustee. Yeah, yeah. because most of them yeah. come through a grassroots sort of way. You know, they're involved in their parent, Holy in their child's shit. school, whether their child has already gone through the system or mm-hmm. their child is in the system. They tend to um, come from that kind of background and then. You know, that's the next sort of step. That and it's nuts. often a stepping so stone to being a counselor, of course, too. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. But why is he running? He doesn't have children. He's <laughs> many other things. <laughs> yeah. Well, he might be using school property for some other stuff, right? Yeah. So he's got a vested interest <laughs> in, how, in how those properties... Um, or again, this could be a stepping stone to being a well, counselor, it, right? Because mm-hmm. it often is... Well, I think with even... Or, with, with Michael... With Michael Ford's run... Yes. I mean, people expect this to be the stepping stone to the next election, him right. running for mayor. Right. Michael Ford? Yeah, that's what I've, heard. I've, heard. Really? Really? I've heard that that's part of his plan. And again, it's rumor and it's, it's you know, but it's the, the, that's the power play that's being put into place, which is for him to run for council, to then that's crazy. run for mayor, mm-hmm. and then you have Lisi or whatever run, step into those shoes. Counselor. Isn't that... Writing, they just seem to vote them in. Yeah, <laughs> Kelly, what's important for you in Ward Fourteen? Um, I think pedestrian safety is pretty huge in our riding. It's okay. it tends to be a commuter route for people avoiding major streets, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of students that surprise, surprise, walk to school, which is unusual in a lot of the city. But in our community, most of our students walk to school. Or our bust. So, and we also have a huge biking um, contingent in our community. So that always seems to be what sticks out most in my mind uh-huh. is is 
the lowering of the speed limits, the school safety zones, those kinds of things have all been big hits in was our it, area. Was it Richard Petty or John Sewell that was talking about the speed limits and that even just a yeah. reduction of 10 kilometers an hour? Someone asked um, Tori that on CBC Metro Morning huh? a few days ago about lowering residential speed limits uh, to... To 30 uh, I don't 40. know what it is now, 40 or 50, you know. <clears throat> 40 and, depends on the area, 40 yeah. 50, and then down to 30 and 40. I don't mind. No. It's, 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 uh, there, apparently, there are studies that show that lowering the speed limit is the uh, easiest and most effective way to reduce road fatalities, yeah. pedestrian fatalities. Yeah, because getting hit at 30 kilometers an hour is very different than getting hit at 40 kilometers an hour. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, and and I and I don't even think that's just pedestrians. I think that's yeah. also cyclists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for us oh, as for cyclists, sure. yeah, yeah, there's a big difference there. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. it is eight o'clock. It is the, eight o'clock. The polls are closed. Oh, yeah, did you? Do you have the results from your school? Oh. No, no. They okay. were still, I just went oh. by and I was I have the results. Still a trickle. Oh, poll. Oh, uh, oh, okay. oh, you mean student polls? Oh no, I didn't ask. I okay, might, I might be able to reach out. So I have the results of a of a poll. I'll get my, yeah. I'll get my um, so for those who don't know, by the way, Greg, you can uh, figure this out or learn. But uh, Sandy Hercom. Sandy Hercom. She yes. wants to know if we're covering Billings, Manitoulin. Oh, I'm assuming that's an area. There. <laughs> she's running. That's she's Greg's running. Cousin, that's and my she's cousin. running. That's your cousin, and she's yeah, running. Right. She's running. Yes. Tell okay. her. Tell her I will look that up for her. Okay. If I can get online. Did you, you were able to get back online? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I, so I, I connected back online. Yeah. Um, so, well, good luck, Sandy. Um, yeah, because it's not just Toronto. That's, it's that's all true. of Ontario. It's all of Ontario, yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah. the world circles around us yeah. here, but we yeah. know that. Every once in a while, we have to look yeah. before I tell Before I tell the results of the election, uh, specific to uh, who the new mayor will be, as well as Ward, uh, whatever Ward that, Ward 22, um, I just want to uh, circle back and thank girthradio.com uh, for uh, uh, being our podcast partner as well as our location sponsor, Pacific uh, Junction uh, Hotel, uh, for uh, being our location sponsor today. So, um, I don't want to say which public school it was because I don't want to put this person uh, in any trouble, but this person was... Uh, Counting the votes was the official, I don't know what that is called, a scrutineer. Mm. person who counts it, they were mm -hmm. one of the people. Uh, anyways, I got into contact with uh, with my source. They would not divulge to me the results unless I had already voted because they didn't uh -huh. want to influence. Uh -huh. So I was asked, did you vote? I said yes, and so I was given the results. Uh, Toronto's next mayor, according to students uh, in this school, is going to be John Tory. Okay. So you've heard it here at 8.02. You've called it? We are calling the election. <laughs> and in Ward, based on, based on grade 7s and 8s. Oh, 7 eight. Uh, And I hope they're... We, we can talk about whether they're going to be right or wrong, but I hope this next one they're wrong. They, they also say that uh, Norm Kelly is going to return as the counselor for Ward 22. Uh, but congratulations to Manu Wong for coming back as school trustee. Um, that uh, is what we are calling. We'll see whether or not uh, that that actually uh, happens. Um, now that is interesting because you know these school polls will come out later, student votes will come out later, and I know for the Ontario one, if if I recall, it always you know we we looked at it longingly, and when I say we, I mean the progressive we looked at it longingly and said why can't we be 
like these students. <laughs> but when my source told me the results of this, I go, what the heck? <laughs> We're supposed to be looking to you as the future. Oh, yeah. um, so I think there is something to be said for someone who's an incumbent. And I think in municipal politics, if you're an incumbent, there's a huge, massive advantage uh, for you. Which is one of the That's reasons low. why... Um, I can't remember her name. Maybe it's Lucy Trossi. Tracy. Tracy, yeah. who was yeah. chosen. She wasn't elected. No. She was chosen to to replace Paula Fletcher. No, um, oh, sorry. Pam McConnell. Pam McConnell. Who thank you. Away. Thank you for correcting yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was 13. that was my ward. Yeah. Okay. Previously. Yeah. And then it got all. And she around. said that she would not run. Yeah. Uh, and she's running. Yeah. I'm not, again, there's, there was that change. Yeah. I'm not sure why you would say you weren't running. Mm -hmm. It seemed like the ethical thing to do at the time. But, mm -hmm. I mean, if you're... I think it's about being an incumbent, right? Like, you, yeah. didn't, you, you didn't quote unquote earn it, but all of a sudden now you've got that name. Oh, okay. So that in the next election, yeah. all of a sudden your name is, has gotten so many okay. Google hits. So, and that and that became a bit moochy. Yeah. That ward. Um, yeah. Uh, Ward 13, yeah, also had another incumbent, Kristen Wong Tam. So, yeah. Um, so that's who she's running against. Yeah, so I think there's something to be said about this. Although I think Jim Karagiannis, this area where the school is, is his old ward. Um, so it's interesting. Maybe Norm Kelly's just easier for people, for kids to say Maybe. than Jim Karagiannis. He's also cool with like Drake and with Dr the Raptors. And... No, that is so true, isn't it? Right? <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. but he's a freaking useless uh, <laughs> counselor. But you think of how many you think of how many even um, you know people run for leadership of parties all the time and say that they won't throw their hat in when it comes time and then they end up doing it. Yeah, anyway, doing yeah. Right? yeah. So okay, um, I'll, I'll tell you another yeah. student vote thing is that uh, I was talking to a teacher at our school whose son goes to a neighboring school and mm -hmm. she was saying she just felt that the student vote thing was incredible because she okay. said her son had been coming home every night for the two week, last two weeks um, talking about issues that his is and he's in grade six and she said he she had never seen him so passionate about politics like he'd never even shown an interest and and she said he hardly slept Thursday night because his school was doing their vote Friday and he was just so wound up about how how he was going to vote and she said you know really made her think of this is how we have to get people more interested from an early age so mm -hmm. that we get this municipal um participation up yeah so it was kind of interesting because wow. i mean our kids never had that opportunity i don't think we ever student votes been around a long time but you know now they send you ballot boxes they send you yeah. printed things that i are think it's all, good for kids yeah, to uh sort of engage. experience it and yeah. understand yeah. And understand that. So they know what they're doing when they're 18. Yeah. <laughs> Let's sort of review a, f a few things. Um, uh, the front runners for mayor for the City of Toronto are incumbent John Tory and a former uh, City of Toronto chief planner, uh, Jennifer Kiesmet. Um There are going to be uh, about six wards that we're going to take a, a close look at. Um, so Ward 7, uh, we've got uh, Giorgio uh, Mamaliti, uh, Anthony Perusa, as well as uh, progressive uh, candidate uh, Tiffany Ford. Uh, Ward 12, we've got two progressives uh, battling it out, uh, Josh Matlow and Joe Mahavik. 
Uh, Ward 1, uh, we've got uh, Michael, don't call me Rob, Ford, as well as um, Ford ally, Vince uh, Crisanti. Um, ward 14, which is your ward. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got uh, Mary uh, Fragidakis. Fragidakis. Um, and Paula Fletcher uh, versus uh, Upstart, Lanrick Bennett. Um, and Ward th- 13, which is your... No, you're not Ward 13. No. You're Ward 10. Yeah, I was 13. That's right. You're Ward 10. Yeah. Uh, Christine Wong Tam in Ward 13 against former MPP and uh, former guest and friend of the show, George Smitherman. Yeah, you used to work with Smitherman? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right. Way back. And, um, and Lucy Troisi is in that one. Who was the That's member. right. Yeah. That's right. Also and in Ward 22, uh, former MP um, Jim Karagiannis, and he's also a, a current counselor, uh, against uh, Toronto Six Dad, um, but has done absolutely nothing um, in my lifetime, uh, Norm Kelly. <laughs> now, before, so people understand... Um, Norm Kelly is currently my counselor, and if and if he wins, he won't be my counselor. But he's currently my counselor, and has been for as long as I can remember. Um, and he's been in politics since, um, I think I don't know when. When ET came out, <laughs> when was that? In the eighties. Yep. yep. He's been in politics since forever. I don't think he's yep. ever written 84. a resume. Okay. Not that that's yeah. anything bad, but it is time for him to go. Um, it's similar to Paula Fletcher. Time for Paula to go? Well, that, I mean, in terms of just a lot of the conversation around Paula is the lifetime. She's been there. Yeah, lifetime member. Yeah. Because Landrick, I know he's campaigned a lot on fixed terms. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I understand it and I can agree, especially when it comes to uh, Mamaliti. Mm -hmm. I think he's past his uh, past due date. Um, but I don't. Is there also something to be said that people that are actually doing good work, yeah, passionate for their community, should they sure. leave? Like maybe like it's lady? Like yeah, Mamalidi is very passionate <laughs> about closing parks <laughs> and getting rid of cockroaches in buildings. Um, is is what he is concerned about. There's a number of issues um, that um, that that have come up. And, and before we leave schools, uh, a very um, I don't know if she's still a student, uh, but she says we really. This student says, or is Kaylee a student still? Mm-hmm. Okay, here's you've got a smart daughter. <laughs> we really need to promote political awareness in schools. I wish I had that in school. I I think it helps make it fun, exciting, engaging, and shows each student that their voice does matter. Thank you, Kaylee, for doing that. And please, Kaylee, share this with all your friends across um, any network. Text them, Snapchat them. DM them whatever whatever it is that the whatever kids they do. <laughs> do. All our kids do different things these days. So. <laughs> um, housing is important. We've talked a little bit about housing. Um, transportation is important. How people are getting around. Um, related to that is, is road safety and Vision Zero. We talked a little bit about that. Uh, police and public safety uh, is important. Um, and the environment is, has continued mm-hmm. to to creep up at the municipal level. Which I don't ever remember it being a municipal talking point before, but it is quickly becoming one. Um, and so we'll talk about um, all of these things. Um, Greg, you had mentioned something not too long ago. It is eleven past eight. Let's just quickly check. I'm looking at the looking at the streams from both 
headquarters. Yeah. Tori wasn't smiling before, but he's smiling a bit more now. He's smiling more now. There's a lot of activity. Maybe he knows that, that the Jennifer's camera is on you. Is on him. Let me see if I don't think it's too early, but there's 1,800 polls across the city, and we'll see. Um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll start reporting as soon as uh, things uh, come in. Um, I wanted to talk about a number of things. Um, let's start off with the shrinking of Toronto's council. Um, Whoa. Sorry. What do we have here? Brampton. Patrick Brown. Okay. Brampton. Brampton. Speaking yeah. of outside mm -hmm. of Toronto. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Brown is leading in Brampton. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, that's not fine. What are the numbers? Not by a lot. Brampton? No, but 473 to 412. Yeah, so it's still early, right? 1% of the polls reporting the yeah. uh, in Brampton. Um, but there again is, is someone with, with name recognition yeah. um, who's got machinery, mm -hmm. uh, political machinery behind him. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, against, was it Linda Jeffries? Who's a first time yes. mayor? Um, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, but the shrinking of council, uh, although he has never, you know, I guess the main reason that, that, um, Torontonians and Ontarians were told was that city council is dysfunctional, is too costly and we need to shrink it to make things smoother more efficient and more and more efficient right. uh and i think when when the fords of the world talk about efficiency they just look at bottom line they don't yeah. look at actually results they just look at bottom line um and it was interesting actually it's not interesting but it's uh it speaks volumes that toronto was the only municipality that was um, part of this, you know, legislation to make Toronto more, to make city council mm -hmm. more efficient because, of course, the PCs were elected on efficient government. So they said, oh, you mean that government over there? Let's make them efficient. Mm -hmm. We will make ourselves efficient. Um, but in all seriousness, the shrinking of city council, um, what will that mean after tonight? What do you guys think? Greg? What's it gonna mean? I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, yeah. What What often happens when you shrink management, mm -hmm. you increase everybody under management. So, shrink a council. We saw this in the mega city. Yes. You know, shrink the size of the 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 the, the political administration, mm -hmm. and all you have is a bunch more pretty well-paid bureaucrats and i'm not suggesting they shouldn't be paid but i'm saying like like senior bureaucrats f flourish under a shrunken mm -hmm. they have more power. yeah sure because you need you need more people to do the work to follow up and yeah. do something that the council yeah. is going to do mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. at a fairly senior level yeah and i'm not i'm not talking about like you know entry to mid-level mm -hmm. we're talking senior yeah. level get hired on because you need those those senior consultative people in place yeah to run the city is it yeah i think i think you're, you're going to end up with the all the committees that exist i don't know that they're going to reduce the number of committees yeah. so the counselors who are there are going to be spending all their time doing the committee work and then they're going to need staff to help um do the outreach and work with 
community members who they're mm -hmm. supposed to be representing. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have less time for community members, I think. They're going to be spending all their time on committees, probably. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So just so everyone knows, uh, this just got released that uh, there are some polls that have long lineups. Um, and so polls are likely to close a little bit later to accommodate uh, everybody that's in line. So Sudbury extends voting yeah. into tomorrow. Into tomorrow. Sudbury. Yeah. Cambridge, Cambridge till nine tonight. Sudbury is going into tomorrow. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see about uh, what's what's going to happen in Toronto. I will say this. I w I went uh, early to vote, so right on time. So I got there about ten minutes to ten a.m. this morning. Um, and once it opened, it took me um, a very long time. It took me fifteen to twenty minutes uh, to vote. Uh, so in one line, oh, you're not on, the, and I never received the paper thing. Uh, oh, your name is not here. Go over there, fill out a paper. Didn't know whether I was doing it correctly. Went back in the line, gave the paper, went to vote. It, it just took a, it got off a long time. That's mm. why you vote in advance. Only oh, three here, <laughs> one there. Go ahead, carry on. Um, I also am the only one here with uh, someone who is under the age of fourteen. So right. I've got to take care of children still. We have two dogs. We used to always two dogs. We have two dogs. Dogs are not children. We did actually. We did. We, we bring the kids took with us. The kids with us oh, but, because we wanted to show them that we thought it was important. But you know, I'm not. I know. I went to vote. But in, you know what we do? You know like what we do? You know what we do? Tell me. On the weekend for advanced bowling. Yeah. We get the the dogs ready in the morning. Yeah. We go for our couple hour walk. Yeah. And we just happen to make the walk go by go the by bowling the station yep. so we can get and that out of the way. You're not taking anyone to swimming classes? <laughs> no one to karate lessons? Well, if we, if we did take them to swimming lessons that day, the swimming lessons mm. took place in the same place where the advanced polling was. Go ahead. Oh, nice. <laughs> it must I, be nice living down <laughs> in this area you, of the city. Son, like my son, he lives in Hamilton now and has been for a year, but yeah. has not changed his address here in our riding. Mm -hmm. And he forgot about advanced bowl and he drove in after his job is he coming by Burlington. i don't know but he came in because he promised he would vote i i didn't believe it was going to happen and neither mm -hmm. did kaylee we thought he would bail after a full day work but uh nope he's what? in the city and he just voted so yeah he may what? pop by I don't know why the polls didn't open at 8 a.m i don't though. know either like, oh, i was so late 10 a.m is yes. late yes I was thinking it had something to do with because it's always such a low voter turnout and, you know, it's an efficiency to start later because then you don't have to hire those people. But they were all at our school when I got there at yeah. 15. So. Yeah. So I know I thought that was odd. I'm just going to. I even found that out. Can you hop in? I'm just going to pop out and uh, grab some more glasses. Yeah, yeah. Can you grab me another Diet Coke? Yep, absolutely. Awesome. Anybody else? Um, so thanks everyone for joining us. If you are joining us online, it's a little tight here in the um, studio. if you have any questions, uh, for us, uh, please leave uh, your comments and questions on the original live stream, and you can find that at facebook.com slash welcome podcast, and we will do our best uh, to get to you. Um, now, I found out from my teacher. Yes. So our grade four, fives, and sixes only voted for mayor, and they voted for Kismet, but he didn't have the the stats, but he said oh, interesting. he's not well, one yeah. at our school. So one of the things that um, irks me about progressive candidates 
is their seemingly unwillingness to leave their nest, to leave home. Um, so, you know, prior to Jennifer Kismet, um declaring her candidacy, um, there were, and in no, and, and, and again, um, this is not, nothing to uh, other candidates that were running, but there was no big name um, progressive candidate uh, until she came on board. And so I made it known to at least three people that, that should have her ear that if she does not leave the core, mm -hmm. um, there will be zero chance for her to win. She needs to go to Etobicoke. She needs to go across North York. Thank you. She needs to go to Scarborough. She needs to leave the course. She needs to not just do all of the large, uh, all, you know, the debates that the mayor, the, the, the mayoral candidates go to. She needs to not just do that, but she needs to go into these neighborhoods. She can't afford to go biking with her family um, like she did yesterday. Um, she, she, she needed to do that. And so, personally, I don't know whether she, I don't think that she wins tonight um, for no other reason than um, who is Jennifer Kismet. And that question uh, will be asked by hundreds of thousands of, I don't know if that many people will vote, but hundreds of thousands of people across the city that um, don't follow um, local news. Yeah, or Metro Morning, yeah. Because she's... Uh, yeah. You can't just go on Metro Morning. You can't just go on Metro you, Morning. You need to go to small. the neighborhoods yeah. that people don't know you. It, otherwise, it's, yeah. it's not a choice. Mm -hmm. Right? It, it is It is not a choice when you when you have a John Tory there and then 14 plus other names and the only one you recognize by name and you can see their face in your mind is John Tory, then that's who you vote for. Mm -hmm. uh, you might have heard of Jennifer Kiesma. You might have heard of a couple of other people. But if you you don't you know if, if you're if you're not a political junkie if you don't if if you're not involved in your uh, in your community or in the city or or, or anything Breaking. like that, then uh, John Tory. Then there They're you go. It. Uh, well, we called it first. You block. Yes. Just hmm? so that everybody knows. Um, <laughs> eight oh two. You called it. I called it at eight oh two. You are late, CBC. Um, but yeah, I, th I think that's the reason that she doesn't win. <laughs> today there you go look at that yeah that's huge. huge oh that's in that's in one writing okay no 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 that's, that's in scarborough oh that's, in, that's all the writings no no but no that's the bottom, the bottom, the bottom is the city, is city. oh you're down there which one are you no, looking no. at there cbc one 63 yeah. 23 13 okay. wow that's a big oh i see wow mayor vote for that's something else oh, okay that is interesting who is the other so there are the schwa all the others i am interested to know are you guys interested to know how many racists are living in the city. Michael Ford is leading in Etobicoke North. <laughs> Holy shit. He's third. So, uh, our resident racist is in third place. Yeah. That just shouldn't surprise us. Um, there are, so there are over eight, there's almost 19,000 racists mm -hmm. in the city of Toronto. Is that fair to say? That anyone who supports... I'm not a racist, but then last time I said that, I got <laughs> slaughtered on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. so. so did I. Yeah, <laughs> so did peripheral I. damage. So yeah. currently, uh, with... Wow. Um, 1,458 polls reporting yeah. out of 1,800. 
there are just there are over a half a million votes. Uh, as of 821, John Tory has 357,000 votes, or 63% of the vote, with Jennifer Keysmet at 133,000 at 23%, uh, and Faith Goldie at 19,000 in third place at 3%. So 3% of, um, Toronto of Toronto is, is, is racist. <laughs> I actually took a photo of a house in Scarborough. I was shocked that I saw it. Um, that had a, a, a Faith Goldie sign. Um, and so I'm going to post it just before Halloween so the kids don't go there for candy. <laughs> I don't um, think we saw one in already. I never saw one in already. No, saw I've seen her yeah, signs yeah. like in those public. Yes, yes. You know, like on yeah. the you know, side of the street. Yes. In front Where of the bell everybody offices. Puts, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just all there was, over. No, there was something about that though. She was all bent out of shape. Yeah. Hmm. Um... Okay, so John Tory as 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 our next mayor. Let's look at John Tory. Oh, George is not doing well. Oh dear. How is George doing? Norman Kelly 000. is behind. There you go. Oh. Paula, Paula's, Paula's Paula's leading, leading that one strong. And Paul. Jim. Chris Butto is in third. Jim Kirigianis is ahead. That means that means uh, Kelly. Well, you know what? Let's let's take a look. Let's we're jumping around. Sorry. I know. <laughs> why, don't, why, don't, why don't you bring it up? Let's take a look. Riding. Let's Sorry. take a look at Ward. Than me doing the at Ward, thing. At or Ward Seven. I don't even know where the heck Ward Seven is. Let's see. Is that Ward Seven? Uh, let's see. Ward Seven. We have Anthony Perusa at thirty-six percent of the vote, and uh, Giorgio. Na 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 na. Oh, second. Hey hey hey. Goodbye. At twenty-three wow. percent of the vote. Um, Tiffany Ford, a respectable 14, almost 15% uh, of the vote, but in third place is Deanna Sgro, yeah. whose name rings a bell. Yeah. Judy. Judy Scrows. To me. Yeah. I'm uh, guessing in relation to Judy Scrow. So Mammoliti might end up in third place when all is said and done, if not fourth place. So we'll take a look um, at that. Um, let's go to Ward 1, and I believe... You know what, let's just do this. Why do I do that? Why, why, why do I hurt myself? Ward 1, Etobicoke North. Um, let's take a look at Etobicoke North. And it looks like, well, Michael Ford at 41, almost 42%. Uh, Vincent Crisanti is at 30, almost 35%. Uh, live again we are live again thank you everyone for rejoining us as we do our first live uh show uh as we cover this toronto election uh thank you uh to my co-host greg tilson as well as special guests um kelly diamond from ward 14 and Connie Crosby from Ward 10. Mm. We're interrupted. interrupted again? again. Yeah. Yep. Lovely. It says it's live now. There it says live video. Yeah, yeah, we're live. We're good. We're good. I think we're good. This is live now. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. Nice refresh. I can see you. I can see you there. You might want to adjust that. Um, okay, so let's go back and cover. So for those of you who don't know, uh, at 8.02 p.m., uh, we called the election for John Tory. 
um, to be Toronto's next mayor. Uh, about uh, 20 minutes after that, CBC covered it. Um, so again, um, should we get rid of the CBC? No, that's not. Oh, that's, that? It's not up for com- That's not part of this. That's not Doesn't part of Doug this. Ford say he's going to cancel the he's, CBC? Yeah, Doug Ford's going to cancel everything. Uh, he's, he might even cancel Toronto. Who knows? Um, there's a lot of a, a lot of things uh, happening. Um, so so this was interesting. There was there was a poll that was published uh, by Dart um, in conjunction. I don't know if it matters. Maybe it does by the Sun and the Post. Um, in that poll, 62% of respondents said they would that they would vote for Tory. 27% that said that they would vote for Kismet. At the same time, here's what else they said. 57% said that they are in favor of tearing down the gardener. 79% said that they favor a tax on luxury homes. 72% said that they are in favor of turning three, only three, golf courses, Greg likes to golf, by the way, into parks. And 86% are in favor of building 100,000 new affordable rental units. Now, this is very interesting. All of these are progressive issues that people are in favor of. Yet at the same time, Tory uh, has come out not in favor of any of these things. Um, he's not in favor of tearing down the gardener. He's not in favor of tax on luxury homes. He never said anything about uh, turning golf courses into parks. Not all the golf courses, Greg. Just three. Um, and he said a hundred. He didn't say a hundred thousand. I think he gave another number. It might. It might have been lower. It, it was definitely lower than that. Um, Is Kismet did the reason that Kismet lost because of what's the reason? What do you what do you think, Connie? Well, I I think it's as as Greg said. Like I don't think she. I think people in the downtown core knew mm-hmm. who she is. Yeah. Um, I think there were a lot, and a lot of people I know who supported her. But yeah, I don't think she necessarily had the name recognition outside. No one knew who she is. Yeah. Or was. Yeah. Um. And when we say no, and the majority mm-hmm. uh, of, of people did not understand who she was and what she was fighting for. Um, Greg, is it a is it a messaging thing? Does this have something to do with how she presents herself? I, I think in the last mayoral election, that was the reason that many people gave for Olivia Chow uh, doing horribly was because. There didn't she didn't seem to resonate with with many many people. I don't think Jennifer didn't resonate. I think she. I don't know. I mean, the the, the people that I know that that voted for her. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's that's stating the obvious, then, isn't it? <laughs> um, I don't. I I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, um, I don't mean to not answer that. I, I, well, well. I mean, it's not even just name recognition, but also the issues that she actively talked about mm. really were, in some ways, downtown issues. You mm. know, um, mm. the transit planning and and sure. so forth. So, yeah, um, they were maybe a little too focused downtown. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, 
It'll be interesting to see where the votes came in for her. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. That, that, mm -hmm. I'd like to see that map. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can go um, right now and go ward by ward um, and see, you know, where where things are at. Um, so let me just... There's her speech. Yeah. She's, uh, she's, yeah, well... She's speechifying, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um... So Ward one, Michael Ford is uh, leading at forty, just under forty-three percent. Vincent Crisanti at thirty-four uh, percent of the vote. Um, if we go to what wards were we looking at? Ward, let's go back to Ward seven uh, and see what is happening in. I don't know how you have internet in this room. Ward seven, I paid my bills. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> ward seven. Um, there are 525 racist people in Ward 7. Um, Anthony Perusa has now 36% of the vote. Um, Giorgio Marmalade has 24% of the vote. And Tiffany Ford is in fourth place at 14% huh. uh, percent of the vote. If we go to Ward 12, uh, Ward 12, of course, is Josh Matlow versus Joe Mahevic. I think he, he's declared. John Matlow. Really? You're going yeah. Matlow at 52% yeah. of the sure votes and Joe Mahevic at 42%. So um, there's there's quite a bit there. And there's 69 out of 77 polls reporting back with 35,000. So only a third of the people because apparently there's like 100,000 oh, yeah. people per war on, on average. Um, in Josh Matlow's ward, there is 751 racist people. <laughs> But in Josh Matlow, so that's a very progressive ward. John Tory still wins mm -hmm. at 22,500 votes versus Kismat at oh. uh, 10,000. And this is in Toronto, St. Paul's, right? Um, so let's take a look at Ward 13. Ward 13, again, is uh, Kristen Wong-Tam and uh, George Smitherman. Um, John Tory again. That's on there right now. 13,000. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Keys, Matt, at 9,200. So even in the core, huh. she has not gotten through. Wow. Um, no. Kristen Wong Tam has won. 12,500 um, votes. Uh, George Smitherman in second place at just under 4,000. Uh, Lucy Trosi at 2,200. Yeah. Um, yeah. Over to ours. Paula was just declared. Yeah. By a landslide. By a landslide. Feudal was in third place. Not even Landrick. Yeah. Really? Well, the kid. I think he's like 25 years Is old. Is it Feudal? Feudal. Feudal. Okay. Well, in your, in your ward, there's 851 racists. You may or may not know where they Somebody's live. Somebody's waving. Uh, hey! Who's that? Here's our My youth son. voice. There's our youth voice. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Ask yeah. him to come in. John Tory at 17,000. Uh, Jennifer Keysmat at 12,000 uh, votes. Paula Fletcher at 44% of the vote. Mary Fragidakis at 24. And Landrick with 5%. Who is Chris Budo? He's a young kid that we think Bryn played soccer with, but Bryn says he didn't. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Or at least doesn't remember. He doesn't remember. By the way. Yes. Bryn? Bryn. Bryn, welcome, Bryn. Thank you. Tell everybody who you cream. are. Uh, I'm Bryn. I'm Greg's uh, stepson. Uh, and it's a very uh, nepotism here happening. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not related. You're Kelly's son. You're Kelly's son. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. You're Kelly's son. son. It seems that Kelly's offspring are very intelligent. Yeah. Your sister is, is watching and 
I agree with you completely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, I work at uh, I work at a nonprofit in uh, Burlington, Habitat for Humanity, Halton, Mississauga. Okay, awesome. Yeah, it's been fantastic. And you drove in to vote. I drove in to vote from Burlington. Yeah. All right. There is wow. There's a thousand racists in Scarborough Court. Okay, we're just we're tracking how Everybody's many races voting there for are. faithies. <laughs> oh no. Jim Carrey Giannis at forty-seven and a half percent of the vote. Goodbye, Norm Kelly, finally, at thirty-seven uh percent of the vote uh there. So it, it looks like and that's with sixty-one out of sixty-eight polls reporting. So it looks like uh Jim Carrey Giannis has retired. Um Drake's best friend. Huh. Norm Kelly. So thank Goodness for that. Um, so now that we have Bryn in the room here. Bryn. So Bryn so is the youth not? vote. How old are you, Bryn? Uh, 24. 24 years old. Um, why was it important? Yeah. Even though you live out of the city to come in and vote. Uh, because this is one thing that you, uh, as an individual, no matter your age, well, over 18, 18 or up, uh, really have a say in, in terms of what's happening in the world around you. It seems absolutely ridiculous for me, for anybody not to do the same, if that makes any sense. Yep. I think that that should be taken relatively well met. But uh, it's it's important. It's important. And, you know, I haven't switched over to my local area in Hamilton officially, so um, ultimately I'm still voting for what's in my hometown and what's in my mm -hmm. neighborhood I grew up in and, and that's still important to me so no matter the distance. What issues, Bryn, are important to you? Like what local issues are important to you? Local issues? Yeah. Um, I think, and this might just be a bias based on the fact that now I'm working with a nonprofit. Sure. I start to really get to see uh, and a nonprofit that's that's really engraved in affordable home ownership. Mm -hmm. um, there are definitely a lot of people pushing for the larger condos uh, to take on an affordable and uh, more um, municipally run system to help get in uh, individuals under the under the poverty line, individuals that are struggling for more uh, home ownership. And I think that that's huge. I think that's a really important part of this debate and and uh, kind of we were talking about that yeah earlier. yeah I mean, yeah yeah i feel the same way it's huge too. and I, again yeah. i'm i'm immersed in it and it, it doesn't stop in terms of the conversation um but once you start to really kind of grasp how many people struggle to get by on that level um it, it just to just to you know bring something home for their families uh -huh. to me it's it's crazy that we're not taking a stronger look at it I know you've had some exposure to that expressly recently with your uh, interview with um, uh, the past uh, mayor. Oh, John Sewell. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. yeah absolutely. A, a large topic of conversation there was regarding that as well. Yeah. Yeah, big time. So Jonathan Goldsby, who is the editor of Canada Land, has just tweeted out that if current numbers hold, the new city council, um, and this is just an observation, um, will be 85% white and 69% male. Um, let me... Bryn, let me ask you, as, yeah. as the youngest guy here, not just because you're white, <laughs> um, does diversity matter? Is, does that have... Especially in a place like Toronto. Um, is diversity something that is important? 
Um, as, as an individual that's just very leftist in general, uh, every every topic of conversation that's going to come up like that, I'm going to say yes, of course. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up in, um, you know, the Withrow and uh, kind of central Danforth area. Yeah. Jones and Danforth, uh, Pape and Danforth, and went to Wilkinson Public School. In Wilkinson Public School, I was definitely a minority. Yeah. Um, the population there is very Muslim, um, and and all across uh, India as well. And it's very, very much was noticeable growing up. I was definitely not, you know, I was part of a minority. And and I think it's, you know, hmm. moving past that and living in places like Hamilton now and <laughs> Burlington and Guelph. Yeah. I never noticed it when I was growing up ever. You know, I went to I went to Wilkinson. I was surrounded by that culture. I had Greek Town sitting right next to me. I had Little India sitting right next to me. I had Little Chinatown. I went to Riverdale Collegiate Institute at, at uh, Broadview and uh, or Gerard and uh, Jones, and that was very much an Asian culture. And mm-hmm. and I've just been surrounded by it my whole life. So I think going to Guelph after it was very interesting to see because. Being somebody that grew up surrounded by multiculturalism just as a baseline, you know, I never really saw the other side, kind of, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it's it's definitely important to me because you get to see so many different views and different types of people, but you get a real good sense for, you know, we're all here. We're all just people. We're all uh, And I love the fact system. that we brought you guys up in that neighborhood, in at Wilkinson, and and all four of you appreciate, mm-hmm. you know, appreciate all cultures. Mm-hmm. Like you, you welcome and you love all cultures and, and multiculturalism is just a huge part. Mm-hmm. And it, it is, I, I've, we've, we found it interesting seeing, you know, you go to Guelph and, and Mick and Bry go to Oshawa mm-hmm. and then for you guys to come back, go, yeah. oh man, it's like. <laughs> you take it for granted though. You know, when you're here, you're like, okay, I've got all of these ethnic foods right on the corner and and uh you know and then i was in guelph and it was just you know nothing great and that that side of things but um i mean you, you almost have to find that baseline and i think you know even just for me bringing food into it is something that you can find that kind of common sense of morality and love uh for different cultures and, and the backgrounds and the the spices that they bring you know it's it's huge player in terms of just bringing people together and the oneness and the, the fact that society needs to go that direction. Um, so John Tories, our new mayor, um, issues that people talked about over the past month or so um, have been housing, transportation, uh, violence, police, the environment, uh, road safety, uh, let's go around the table. Let's, Greg, let's start with you. Um, for yourself, what's what's your number one issue and what do you think John Tory has been doing about it and what do you think he will do? Well, I would say my number one is is getting around the city and that includes transportation and biking. Mm-hmm. I think that's, and, and vehicles. I think that's, you know, probably my number one. Yeah. Um, I think we've discussed it at length that, yeah. you know, I, I think that the, the, the 
the the layout of or the way they've laid out the various types of bike routes and pedestrian crossings mm-hmm. is just so haphazard not haphazard but just, there's no consistency so there's sure we talked about earlier today mm. there's no consistency to it and and i think connie you mentioned earlier you're right it's it's like there's there's a there's a there's a tension between cyclists and i can say that I, i'm not speaking as much from a pedestrian although we walk quite a bit on on weekends and stuff but um there's a tension between cyclists and drivers mm-hmm. and and every time i'm driving up donlands and across the bridge and i go into that lee side underpass under the railroad tracks and it's very narrow you know i, I hold my breath and i make my bike as wide as possible thinking if you're going to hit me you're going to come right up from behind me yeah you're not going to take mm. me out at the side yeah um so what what is tori done up till now I think the idea of Vision Zero, Vision Zero, Zero Vision, mm-hmm. um, I think it's a great premise. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot more to be invested in that. Mm-hmm. And then from a transit perspective, you know my views on yeah. TTC. I, I, <laughs> any, anybody who's seen me bitch about it on It's Twitter. not that you don't like the TTC, that you're against public transit. It's that no, there are there are so many things that need to be better uh, about that. And it was interesting because on John Tory's appearance a few days ago on Metro Morning, um, he said that they've made investments in, you know, he was asked about transportation and housing. Um, and he said, well, we've made investments in housing and we've made investments in transportation. Um, and, and I think that if that's your barometer um that that should be a barometer that you know some kid in high school looks at and go okay they must be doing something because they've spent money here it shouldn't be the barometer um that leadership uses it shouldn't be just about well we're, we're spending money here so we're doing something right um you know when it comes to transportation um are we getting around the city faster and safer we, we can't do, we, we can't just do faster. It can't just be about what John Tory did when he first came into office and ticket everybody who had parked and said, wow, look at that. I've done something uh, about getting around the city. Well, not if people are getting hit, if, if cyclists and pedestrians are getting hit and dying. No, and, and, and something needs to be done about that. And if that means you increase um, where TTC is built, both from buses all the way up to subways uh, to lowering speed limits in neighborhoods, um, then then that needs to be done. Building yes. safe bike lanes. That's one of the things that unfortunately didn't get elected, but that um, that Landrick talked about. Um, you know, you, you see him even before the election, him and his family were biking everywhere. Um, and, and that is something that we need. And Connie, you referenced it whenever we talk about New York City. How can a city that is, I don't know, 10 times the size of Toronto, how can they close down roads, major thoroughways and arteries uh, that locals... Build very separate bike lanes. And yes. how They do all of that, and you can still get around in the city. But yeah. we tried doing it here, and it's bloody murder. Um, Bean. That's your nickname? <laughs> 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 Kaylee's commented. Before we get to Bean, um, Connie, Connie, yes. 
Um, yeah. what, what's your number one issue this election oh, and gosh. what has, has John, <laughs> what do you think John Tory has done? Yeah. And what do you think? Yeah. Um, although there are what, 25 other counselors, yeah. he's the leader, yeah. right? He sets the agenda really. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's good. I mean, I, well, transportation is part of it. I think maybe infrastructure is maybe a, a more mm-hmm. overriding okay. picture. Yeah. And, um, you know, in a lot of ways, we have old infrastructure. I just look at the number of um, water main breaks that happened in the past week. Oh. Ridiculous for no reason. Like, you know, why is that happening? Um, you know, towers being built with pro- with not proper electrical infrastructure underneath, mm-hmm. you know, the transportation, all that. So we are a city with aging infrastructure. Yep. And, and so, you know, that overall, I mean, you might factor into that housing possibly as well i'm not sure but yeah that's a good question i i feel like he tory was important to take us away from the path that was started by ford <laughs> that was a mis, you know possibly a mistake mm-hmm. um getting us you know away from a bad direction and redirecting things which is good um i was hoping maybe we would see a different council that would um help steer us i'm not sure if we have a big difference in the council now um that might have some vision for the future i feel like now you know stabilize it a bit mm-hmm. now's the time for vision um do we have vision i i and there may be too many incumbents that have gotten in mm-hmm. to have a really forward-thinking vision right now i'm not sure that's interesting uh bryn number one issue for you Number one issue for me? Yeah. Um, I guess I would go with... I would go with affordable home ownership. I would go with that model. And then I would probably next to that go with transit. If Mm -hmm. I'm thinking Toronto, I would probably go with transit. Um, Just because it's kind of this idea and this issue and, and this topic of conversation that I, I'm pretty sure as a as a one-year-old I heard and now as a 24-year-old I'm yeah. still hearing. It's never been, there's never been a proper solution. People are consistently hmm. complaining, um, you know, there should be more bike lanes, no, there should be more room for cars because the congestion's getting worse. What's happening, you know, are we going to tear down the, the gardener? I think it's, it's, yeah, it's the infrastructure behind ultimately getting people in and around the city. Um, that should be, I think, on the, on the large part of the agenda, for sure. So Francis Nunziata has won Ward 5. Uh, Stephen Holliday has won Etobicoke Center. Uh, two incumbents, uh, right of center, um, I would say. Um... Cynthia Lai in Scarborough North. There were no incumbents uh, in that. Um, Kelly, before I get to you, I, I I need to... We've been joking around about there, how many races are in Toronto. <laughs> so out of 1,730 polls have reported, 1,800, there are 728,000 votes reporting. John Tory, um, we already announced at 802, is the uh, current mayor, at 63.42% of the vote. In second place, Jennifer Keysmat at 23% of the vote. And shocking to me, Faith Goldie in third at 
24,000 votes. Um, more than Saren Geber Selassie, or Saron, uh, more than uh, Saren Klimenhaga. Um, should we... This concerns me. So I'll tell you. This concerns me that almost 25,000 people... Um, they might not identify themselves as racists, um, but are there that many racist slash stupid people slash ignorant people that would vote for Faith Goldie? Why? 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 They're obviously. I feel is. like I'm talking to myself, but they're 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 obviously they're so. I'm not sure. I we should go be as concerned. As you are. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, um. There's obviously that many people voting for faith. Of course. Yeah. Um, Why? How? She brings a couple of different messages. And I'm not suggesting any of them are okay. Okay, but let's talk about what are those messages? So, so we certainly know the, you know, keep the immigrants out. Okay. The illegal immigrants out. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Racist. Yeah. To make that statement. Yeah. Um, uh, We also know that we also know that, or so not we know that, um, she also does come with the, the the Doug Ford responsible government slant as well. Yeah, but and isn't not, that John Tory's? No, position? she's way further. She's Casey, way you're 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 coming in, and we need you to participate oh no. right oh no. away. <laughs> on, I don't know what's saying on this. It's gonna be horrible. Um, so so there is that side of yeah. it that people might not be going for directly to the race, and I'm not I'm not justifying, I'm not I'm not defending it. No, no, no. We need to but, understand. But that. there is there is that Doug Ford-esque responsible government message that she spews, not spews that she. Kelly, mm -hmm. talks about. get a glass. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you want something? Is water fine water. for you, or do you want a drink? Beer. No, we beer. Can. Whichever way we're going. Whatever you want. We're, we're, we a couple of us have beer, a couple of us have water. Beer would be good. <laughs> sure. What kind of beer do you want? Um, something sour. If they're sour, if not, then anything. IPAs, whatever works. Perfect. I am not, okay. I'm not choosy. Sorry, sorry <laughs> to interrupt that. Okay. Um, Casey. So that's a, Hello. So, so yes. That's to me. To me. To me. That that's that's part of the message that faith has. Yeah. That I think has some of those people. Yeah. And it might not be the racist side as yeah. much as the. I'm going to come in and I'm going to cut government. I don't know how you go there and see past the racist part. To, yeah. I, I don't get yeah. that. I don't. That's why I can't defend it. I can't justify it. But I think that's, you have to weigh that in when you're looking at 24,870 people. A former guest of mine is, is, is a supporter many, of Faith Goldie. Faith Goldie so, got so many. Oh boy. <laughs> so do you know how many racists there are in the city? Apparently 24,870. Yep. <laughs> yeah, give or take, right? I'm going to look um, over your shoulder here. Jeez. You know, so I I mean, scary. we called it 802 John Tory, and that's not really a surprise, I don't no. think. Um, I don't think so. Um, Jennifer Keys met at that low might be some uh, somewhat of a surprise. We, we we took a look at some numbers mm -hmm. down in the core where we thought the majority of her votes, and she's lost everything. Like she, there's nowhere yeah. I, I think that she won. She might have won a poll, but she has she hasn't won um, award. Um, but this the shocking thing to me. To me was Faith Goldie at almost twenty five thousand yeah. votes. Is that shocking to you? No. 
it no, is not. It's not. Okay, um, why? Okay, why let's is speak it to not? this a bit. I mean, just look at the top three. Um, Tory winning by as much as he did wasn't really too surprising. It's not like he were talking about a mayor who had a huge scandal on his back or anything like mm-hmm. that. There wasn't anything that Torontonians can really point to saying. Some people this was would a say that there gun. is a scandal. Okay. But oh, fair enough. On the same magnitude, though? Yeah, he's not been in the U.S. news. And the right. talk shows are not talking about right. him. He's As not smoking I, crack. I remember hearing about... Yeah. Where, where was I? I was in Tanzania mm-hmm. when I heard about Rob Ford and everything going on there, which will give fair you enough. some context mm-hmm. to like how fair wide enough. that like just span. Wow. So yeah. for like John Tor, anything that's come up so far has been more localized where it's like Toronto might know about it but it's not like yeah. you might forget about it in like a month or so a month or so just because it's enough. not something that sticks fair enough um, I think Jennifer Keys Matt getting as little I mean it's little or much in the way you look at it, it depends on how you look at it yeah. the fact that she had um, you know nearly 200,000 uh, votes does say that you know we are there was a large section of the voting populace who was ready for some kind of change mm-hmm. um, Jennifer Keys Matt represented a lot of good um, platform you know, points and things that would be really helpful to the city. Um, but are we at a stage now where we needed to go that much of a shift at this point? Maybe not. That's what you were talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're just... It's safe. It's safe to go. Right. It's safe to face Doug Ford right now with a safe mayor. Yes, very much so. Um, with Faith huh. Goldie, I mean, we're talking... Thank you. We're talking about the same city that, you know, in... I'm over uh, in Ward 14, which is right next to... Everyone here is from Ward 14. Yeah, Ward 14. Except the two of us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Ward 14. That was such a hard-fought battle. But anyway, um, we're right next door to the ward where, um, you know, there is a huge multicultural contingent over just across Coxwell. But at the same time, you had alt-right posters going up in parks. Yeah. Right over there, what, two years ago? Right, yes. I remember that. There's been a lot of, and, you know, it's been at universities, U of T and York uh, faced a lot of that. There's been so many um, battles of a racial nature going on in recent years that seeing a contingent that speaks towards, you know, almost this lost and forgotten people of, like, you know, the the good old days and whatnot uh, is totally unsurprising to me because it's just always there lurking on the surface. One thing we're good at when it comes to race is subtlety in Toronto. Uh, We always have, you know, varying views all over the spectrum, but we never really talk about it because we take a lot of uh, racial dialogue and racial relationships for granted. We grew up along. We grew up amongst a lot of different kinds of people, but there's still, you know, some dangerous lines of thought out there. So, can I? Yeah. I just got a message. I said, "So who is the new guy?" And I cut you off as you were trying to. Oh. The case, so. Oh, oh you, mean, you mean me? This yeah. guy? You. Oh yeah, this so, is the new guy. No, I, just, right? I, just, I just showed like five minutes ago. <laughs> <on. laughs> hey, so who is it? Yeah, Casey. You're Casey Palmer. Uh, sorry, I don't want to, break, but you're you're a former uh, guest. Indeed. Uh, of the show, a good run. but yeah. Um, yeah, you know, talk to us. You, you say Ward 14, but tell us a little bit about Sure. Um, I'm Casey Palmer, the voice, brain, whatever you want to call it, behind Casey Palmer, Canadian dad. I blog and podcast and show up in random videos and on live <laughs> chats, and I'm just everywhere in the city. Uh, I've been at it for a long time, you know, even before having kids. And now I just show up when people are like, hey, something cool is happening somewhere in the city. I'm like, I'm there if I'm not exhausted, which, you know, I'm kind of halfway there, but that's cool. It's fair <laughs> that's how it goes. You just accept it and absorb it into your being. But, and you just yeah. wait till they're now my stepson and my kid's age and, you know, 
You're yeah. good. I'm not even. I'm three and five. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm in twenties. <laughs> that's why like, we have those with Kanye at all rock shows. My kids are still, you know, watching questionable TV. When I say questionable, I just mean really repetitive, and it just never stops. But this is nothing to do with pop politics, so I'm going to stop talking about it. This is yeah. my life right now. I want to. I want to ask <laughs> about you know what issues were important to you in Ward 14. Um, we know you were a uh, supporter for uh, Lanrick. Yep. Um, but I just want to bring this up before we get to that. Sure. So Nick Kuvalis was working on John Tory's campaign. Um, and I don't think too many people took this into account. In 2017, Nick Kuvalis tweeted, Canadian patriot, thank you, faith. And retweeted um, a tweet from The Rebel TV, which showed Faith Goldie uh, reporting uh, about Iraq uh, and uh, Christianity. Um, and so that is who uh, was working to help get uh, Toronto's mayor, um, John Tory, elected. Subterfuge. So so when we, when we talk about... John Tory being elected as, as safe, don't rock the boat. We need someone with a steady hand there. Uh, you know, when we talk about there's no scandals. Um, unfortunately, in Toronto, our, our barometer for scandal is, is sort of moved. Yeah. Whereby scandal is, is your mayor the, the butt of jokes of American sure. talk shows? Because uh, he's a crack-smoking mayor um, who attempts to speak patois. Um, to to people. late at night, late, late at night while he's high, you know we we presume, um, you know but but other people would say that you know this would be part of a scandal, yeah, um, you know people would say that there being literally no improvements, uh, to housing with winter coming up, would be a should be a scandal, should be it's a human rights yeah. issue, um, some people would say that the increase in gun violence mm -hmm. um is a scandal um some people would you know so there there's 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 all of these things um you know some people would say that the mayor not standing up to the new premier when they when they announced that um the toronto election was going to change from 48 ish 44 44 to 25 yep. um was a scandal as well um you know, I don't know whether Toronto is, is on a is on a path anywhere. I think they're just we're sort of standing still. Is is where we're at. And and, and are we waiting for are we waiting to react rather than move forward? And I think that's where Toronto is. As a city, I think Toronto is standing still, waiting to see what the next move from um, our political overlords at Queen's Park right. is before we take the next step. And I don't know whether that is the right place or the right vision it's the to safe have. place right now. I don't know if it's... I'm not, I, I think it's the... I think it's it, it seems to be safe, but it's it's not safe. It's like you're drowning and a lifeguard is coming to you and the safe thing you think as someone who's drowning is to grab onto the person that's trying to save you rather than letting the person save you. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Right? Lifeguards hate it when the person they're trying to save is, hey, come and save me. They, that's why a lot of them 
will are taught now to go behind the person because the person that's being saved doesn't know what is safe. So I wonder if Tron even knows. What it, it seems like the safe bet to make, but then you know I, I don't think anyone's ever become rich by making safe bets. I think you know we've, and maybe that's a bad example to use, um, but yeah. Well, do we know what the voter turnout's like yet? Okay, so voter turnout so far. We are looking at. Let me just get a. Let me just refresh my screen. Six fifty. Oh my goodness! Now I'm getting like. It's not bad. It's yeah, it's cool. actually it's actually pretty good. Because I I always worry that Toronto has. It was less than a million last time I checked, but now. I always my... worry we're getting too apathetic at times. Where we're not really, you know, I feel yeah. I, from just talking with people around me, and these are people who. Seven hundred thirty-five thousand. Some... People have voted, hmm. according to my yeah. numbers here. This That's might be pretty, incorrect. Yeah, Out of nope. how many? How many people? How many people living? live in Ontario? Don't ten million people live in this? Thirteen million. Sorry, or in, in the in, sorry in Toronto. Two point eight million. Two point seven. Okay. Two point seven three. I was doing a lot of stats earlier today to like try and figure out things. So that's not three million. Two point seven three five million. I think really? is where it's at. Well, you, okay, I thought it was more. It's like two point eight according to some, okay. and then you look at some stats. Can it's like two point seven three five according and to the census. And how many are eligible to vote? Of that, I think it's pretty even segments from yeah. like every ten or so years. So mm -hmm. you're probably looking at about over a million. Oh, well over a million. We're talking yeah. more like two million and a bit. Like the ones that so are eight lower than eighteen, younger than eighteen, would be only so less than fifty percent. Is that like so? Is our barometer for how many people come out to vote too low? Like if we say, "Wow, there's fifty percent," that's amazing. Well, I think there's just a lot of people who, sadly, in the world we're in today, just don't feel like they have the time to be informed on what's happening when it comes down to the platforms and the mm -hmm. issues at hand. And everyone has their own different issues. Um, so I know one thing I was looking at earlier is just kind of. How does the city council stack up in its demographics against our gender demographics, racial demographics, um, yeah. sexual orientation, things like that? Interesting. And it's not at all representative. Yeah. <laughs> no, no it's you, not. you were talking the about various that. Issues yeah, we, have yeah we said, what was it? 80 something percent were men, 60. No, were white. Uh, 80 plus percent yep. were white, 60 yep. plus percent were yep. men. Jesse tweeted that. 68%. Someone who worked, Jonathan Goldsby said. Jonathan, that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we're, we're talking about a city council that, you know, Let's say it's well-intentioned. Let's say that they are bringing the issues to the table, but they're missing a huge contextual piece when it comes down to yeah. the lived experience behind those issues. I'd rather have, if not a city councilor per ward who understands everything that's going on in their ward, um, surrounded by people who are telling them what's going on, whether it's like just a regular meeting of minds of community leaders who can tell them, you know, this is what's happening this week in, uh, you know, this part of town. Uh, and I feel like there's a lot from just anecdotal evidence I've seen from various groups uh, on, you know, multi-faith groups and just seeing a lot of people from neighborhoods I don't normally get to go to myself, uh, a lot of people feel ignored. And that ends up with discarded votes. That ends up with a huge disconnect between where our, we're going from a political standpoint versus where we're going from a people, an individual standpoint. And I don't have any magic answers on how to bridge the gap, but I do yeah. know it's there. Do you think reducing the number of of wards has worsened? Oh heck that? yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even from a, even from a mathematical standpoint, you you now have conflated all these different uh, rich and thriving groups into almost like these pastiches where you just like you have to have someone who is 
black, female, and gay, or you have to have someone who's white, married, and, you know, has 2.5 kids. You have to have multiple segments in yeah. less individuals in order to make sure that everyone's viewpoints are being represented in the right way. So right. it's it's kind of madness yeah. right now. Yeah. Mississauga yeah. Bonnie Crombie is uh, returning. Unsurprising. As, uh, as mayor. Um, is Toronto a better city without Mamaliti? Yeah, I think so. You guys are thinking too much. It should be like, <laughs> no. I, I, well, yeah, I think I think yeah, it'll be better. I mean, right. he was hurt, hurting us, I think, and yeah. that may be one thank good thing that's come. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. quite relieved, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think him and Norm uh, losing. Um, Did Norm lose? Norm is lost. Twitter yeah. didn't help him. No. Drake didn't help him. <laughs> no. Drake didn't help. Him. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Um, Drake needs to move to Scarborough, apparently. <laughs> no, he does not. He does not need to move to Scarborough. We don't. We don't need. Uh, we don't need another. You're okay with Drizzy being on the other side? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Well, I'm. I'm okay with with. Uh, I've probably. No, I actually met Norm Kelly. He's my counselor. Yes. And I've only met him once. Okay. And uh, in my neighborhood, and I am a scout leader, and I organize a yearly cleanup. Okay. And I organize a yearly pumpkin parade, and I've only met him once. My kid just started beavers, just for the record. There you go. I'm, I'm getting in on the sharing, beginning of that. Sharing, sharing, sharing. Oh, my There gosh. you go. Um, so, yes. So I, I, Elon, I, with my kids. Yeah, you're getting, getting beers and, yeah, yeah. And, and going to concerts, which is why I can't and have Your not voted yet in mine. advance. <laughs> um, what what is was your number one issue this election? You know what? I'm I'm very egalitarian. Um, okay. The way I see things is that I rather have representation from multiple parties more than anything else. The mm -hmm. reason why I supported Landrick so much is because just from I talked to him before he even decided to run, and we had a good chat about just what the world would look like. You know, if you had either one of us, for example. Um, as a counselor, looking at the issues and trying to make sure that you can listen to everyone. And you obviously can't listen to everyone at all times. Mm -hmm. But I felt that he had enough of a balanced viewpoint on just kind of what the world would look like if you were able to at least bring enough people around the table. So I don't think there's one particular issue, only because, like okay. I was saying earlier, there's so everyone has their, a different mix of issues. Mm -hmm. But if you can at least get enough representation from you know various neighborhoods within your ward you get to understand what the issues are that are relevant to you you can make a platform with a few points speaking points and everything and you know these are the things that my ward is probably most passionate about but it's really in those conversations that you start to understand what the actual underlying issues are and i think okay. that's just what he represented for me so yeah so do you think do you think that based on and i'm for both of your yeah. question do you think based on this shrinking of council that we will start to see because again we talked about with john mm -hmm. sewell when he was in you know, actual community councils. Like, are we going to see that? I mean, it's, it's, um, we still need to fight for it. I know. It's one of those I things know. where, I mean, it's not, we had a lot of problems already that were left unsolved. And now you just have two wards in one yeah. that have all those problems you already had, plus new problems yeah. that now interact with each yeah. other. So, yeah, it's one of those things I, that's, it's almost, I won't say it's wishful thinking, but if we collectively are aware that we need it and we fight for it, we yeah. can get there. We just need enough people to be aware that there are um, courses of action they can take as individuals or groups of individuals in order to make sure they are heard. And and um, I mean, I'm familiar with the term, but what what exactly does that mean? Community. Council? It's almost like, well, 
It's it's giving so you know, for example, if we take it a, by a word by word, and, and maybe it wouldn't work that way. Maybe it would work with yeah. the former Scarborough. Um, yeah. There are issues in Scarborough um, that the people in Scarborough understand um, that are not necessarily news items or sexy, um, like um, an extra subway line, or mm -hmm. that are not as large as a Scarborough subway but are, are still very, very important to that community. Uh, maybe it's a zoning issue that relates to Scarborough that might not relate into other parts of the city and that that um, community council can make a decision um, and actually act on that. And influence. And influence it rather yeah. than it affecting the whole city. You know, so whether it, you know, yeah. so it could be a zoning thing. And I would go even further in yeah. than just saying yeah. Scarborough. It's like, we're talking about yeah, like like in our neighborhood, mm -hmm. right in the Danforth neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not just it's not just an East York or a Toronto thing, depending on where you are. But right, you know, it's it's a Danforth community council. Yeah. It's a twice. it's a Lee Side community council. Yeah, it's, almost like a know. BIA, but with you know the ability to to you know get input from the local citizens. Yeah. Um, so not necessarily on a neighborhood level, but a little bit larger than that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Community um, and to feed that back through to your counselor. Right. Yeah. Back into the. Right. Yeah. Which, which is, mm -hmm. which is, you know, the way it seemed that the former city of Toronto, um, and then the city of Scar, or the borough or city of Scarborough, North York and so on and so forth with, with Metro was like, right. So Metro took care of the TTC. It took care of policing, the police. Mm -hmm. Um, it took care of a bunch of other things while, you know, Scarborough, there was a Scarborough Board of Education. Um, there were Scarborough Fire Halls, um, right? So, you know, Scarborough took care of that sort of stuff. But then, as again, getting smaller, mm -hmm. in, yeah. when I grew up at uh, Port Union in Lawrence, there was the CCRA, which my dad was very much involved with, with Cosgrove and the guys that were basically running Scarborough at the time. But he was part of that community council that right. did the Charlottetown Centennial Road Mm -hmm. Community Council, mm -hmm. which then mm -hmm. fed back up through to yeah. the Mayor of Scarborough. Which, which, which makes me wonder, like, I, I've wondered since the change of the legislation that, that reduced the number of wards, mm -hmm. like, is there a movement by our current provincial government to try and de-amalgamate <laughs> the city? Like, we went through this painful mm -hmm. amalgamation do you think there's any movement towards undoing that? Is this a first step towards that? It feels opposite in some ways, but it made me think that, like, when this was happening, I almost wondered if there was a a will to undo that somehow. My, my first know. question would be why. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like it's like you know you already have like ninety nine problems. It's like yeah, that's just yeah. taking yeah. it up to a hundred. Yeah. Anyway, just no, because I, it yeah. felt chaotic, I guess mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know it felt like smoke screenish. We were we it was were a big getting FU. we were getting yeah. chaos. It was a big fu to us. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, we were getting chaos, and and that's an yeah yet another step towards. Okay, that, that's that's a Doug that's Ford fair. decision, isn't it? Yeah, and I and that's what I say to people outside of Toronto. Like, one of two things is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Either you're next, mm -hmm. or the or 
Or this was a big F you to Toronto. If he well, does nothing, if he does nothing to Durham, to Ottawa, really to like Hamilton. <laughs> Sorry? You really feel like it's the latter personally. Oh, I, yeah. I think so. Totally. totally. Yeah. Either way, it's just wrong. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Greg, if you can find out who the new mayor or the current mayor of Markham is, people are asking about that because no one is watching television <laughs> they're, they're, they're all they're watching, watching you awesome. they're watching us <laughs> so, so the wards the wards that we were looking at again ward seven uh Mamaliti is out thank goodness um it's still uh, a, a right of center um ward with uh, anthony perusa uh, tiffany ford i think she finished fourth um in that writing uh ward 12 josh matlow that was uh, progressive versus progressive uh, ward number one, the Ford Dynasty lives uh, with uh, Michael Ford. Uh, ward 14, uh, our friend Landrick Bennett uh, didn't do as well as his Instagram feed suggested he was going to do. <laughs> but um, yeah. he's still our friend. He was uh, up against Paula and Mary. We, yeah, was, came in fourth. we I, hope yeah. he's, we hope oh, he's really? still smiling. Chris. Chris? Wow. Well, Chris was doing. They were they were kind of polling side like neck and neck. Were they initially? Yeah. I was kind of like uh, I think Paul was thirty, Mary was twenty, and then it was ten and ten for both Chris oh, okay. and Eric. Yeah. So. Okay. So Paula Fletcher, War Thirteen, Kristen Wong Tam, uh, is there. Um, I'm happy that both Josh, and Kristen are are going back, uh, to to, uh, to city council. I think they are the. Um, the leaders of the progressive voice. Um, unfortunately, one of these two men had to win, and it was Jim Karagiannis, um, which uh, would have been my choice uh, with a sour taste in my mouth over uh, Norm Kelly. Um, interesting tidbit, I was on the uh, um, the Scarborough Agent Court Liberal Youth Association. I don't know if that was if I said that all correctly. And Jim was our MP. I've been to his house many times, had barbecue many times. Um, but yeah, I, th I think he's just angry now. He's just an angry man that whose political future, like, it's just, it's just, you know, there's nothing. So I, he just knows politics. And he knows, one thing I'll say about Jim that many people have learned, and he's the quote-unquote original Ford in terms of this guy actually knocked on every, will knock on every mm. single door come election time. I've seen it happen. I'm sure he did it uh, in this election. He is not afraid uh, of working hard. Um, so congratulations uh, to Jim. And my uh, new counselor is now uh, Michael Thompson. So, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see uh, how things uh, go there. Uh, let's, let's revisit this because this, this is also interesting in the way that Toronto uh, voted. Um, you know, and sometimes, you know, we, we saw it with Ford. You know, he says that he was voted by 2 million Ontarians. Um, no one has reminded him that there are multiple more millions of people sure. living in the province. And uh, he'll say that they told me to reduce the size of government. Fair, but not other governments, your government. Um, so this is it. Keep that in mind as we talk about this. There was a dart poll conducted just prior to the election that um, predicted 62% of the vote for Tory, 27% for Keysman, and I think we're somewhere along those lines. That's pretty close. Yeah. But then on the flip, and not really on the flip side, but I guess this goes to show what you were talking about, Greg, in terms of they wanted a steady hand. 
But at the same time, Toronto seems to be progressive. And here's why. 57% prefer to tear down the gardener. Almost 80% um, prefer taxes on luxury homes. 72% um, would uh, agree with turning three of Toronto's golf courses into parks. And 86% of the people are in favor of 100,000 plus new affordable rental units. So on one hand, Toronto seems to want progressive policies. Um, on the other hand, it seems they want someone familiar um, as their leader rather than someone who is forced <laughs> a lot of these progressive ideas. Yeah. Um, Will Ford... Will Ford, I'm sorry. Will Tory... Um, before we even slip there. Will Tory... <coughs> Keep this in mind, do you think? Does he have to? He doesn't have to do anything, I right. guess. Right? That's basically it. I'm just like, he, yeah. he's, you know, bought himself another four years to do what he did for the first four years. <laughs> so it was, apparently, it's, it's his last four years, yeah. right? He said, right, that his wife has said only two terms max. And he has said that. Well, it's, it's very Obama. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> you can only do another two you can only, No one over two Can't do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and the U.S. presidents can only yeah. do two terms. So. No, it was. It was well, wait, was, wait, 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 wait. I was listening to we the We might have Obama to come back to Oh, okay. And they were okay. talking about basically like he was running for, you know, as he ran through the ranks. Oh, okay. And so you got the president's like, that's just, this is it. This is it. No so more his, after this. His only way was to keep going. Yeah, up. he had yeah. to keep rising okay. the ranks or yeah. else he'd just be like, no, just no more. Last race. Greg, who is the mayor of Markham? Do we know? We don't. We don't know. We don't. I just know the. The paper balloting, but not the online balloting. Okay. So, yeah. Um, trying to find that. So. Brampton is announced. Brown, Patrick Brown. Yeah, Brown's in. Patrick Brown is back. What a story with that man. In wow. politics. Yeah. Wow. Because so so it's because of Patrick Brown that we have Ford as a mayor and that we have twenty five councillors in Toronto. Both true. And now he's the mayor. Both true. Of Brampton. Of Brampton. That just. He, that is one of the most intense political stories in Ontario. Mm -hmm. Who's um, writing this book? <laughs> the Patrick Brown effect. How Patrick Brown screwed Ontario and Toronto while becoming the mayor of Brampton. Yeah, if we take if we take Rob Ford out of the picture, basically, Patrick Brown's probably the most sensational story we've had in a very long time. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. There was uh, Bryn Braun. Bean? That was Bean. Bryn. Oh, Bean. That was Bean. Saved you some fries. Um, leaving, leaving the office. <laughs> um, housing. Housing is still unaffordable. Yep. Can we all agree that housing is unaffordable? Completely. To either rent, mm -hmm. unless you've got my landlord. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's very expensive to yeah. rent yeah. Uh, and very expensive to buy when, yeah. you don't, when you don't need to drive down bridal path. To see million dollar homes anymore, yeah. yeah. Then you know things yeah. are expensive. Yeah. Well, and plus, and plus, now you've all got to think about um, housing of homeless. Mm -hmm. Housing of homeless. Yeah. Winter is coming up Be because wasn't wasn't Kismet that was one of the things that she was going to work on was what are we going to do housing? Yeah, it, it's it's I th I think it's going to be more of the same. I think it's going to be John Tory saying we've opened up Direct Energy or whatever that building is called now. Right. Um, we've got people there. Give me money for it. Give me money, Trudeau. We need, it's your It's a shared responsibility. I don't know whether that's true or not. It might be, um, but I'd rather. Again, you got to be proactive. You you can't be like, well, 
you know, if, you, if we take, yeah, everyone always brings to the argument, you know, think about your home finances. Would you go into debt? And, and I'm always against this sort of comparison with how you run your household and how you run your business and how you run a province or a yeah. city or a government. These are all different beasts. But if we want to go there, right, if your kid needed something, you don't go, well, that's Kelly's responsibility. It's not my responsibility. Go ask Kelly, right? No, it's like, okay, shoot, we got to do something. And let's do it. And if Kelly's on board, then she's on board. If he's not on board, you still need to be taken care of. Um, so I, I, I challenge Tori. And I challenge, um, you know, people like Matt Lowe and Wong Tam to challenge Tori about what is he going to do this winter about housing the homeless. Um, I don't want to hear excuses that there's other reasons that other people need to come on board. No. You he needs to he needs to pull up his little boy shorts, um, and 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 do something. Your 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 thoughts, guys, around what's going to happen this winter with with housing the uh, the homeless. What 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 are you expecting Tory to do, and what's actually going to happen? Well, I I the, what I had heard is that there were big tents have been planned for mm -hmm. people, and sounds like that that's going to be what's going to happen is big tents are going to be put up for people. Um, as opposed to solid, like more permanent planning, yeah, brick and um, mortar. Mm -hmm. very temporary mm -hmm. solutions. Mm -hmm. And yes, there may be temporary measures needed, but I think we need a long-term plan. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, is this, is this an area that some of the people who didn't get in, who are more pro progressive, can they show leadership in this type of area and help with some kind of grassroots plan? I don't know, but um, hmm. might be a way for them to at least stay involved. It would be nice to harness some of some of the solutions and visions that we've seen mm -hmm. from other other candidates who haven't got in. It would be nice to be able to harness their ideas and put things in place even if they didn't manage to get in. I don't know if that ever happens in politics, in government. Well, I don't know. In municipal <laughs> government. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's clear that we need, like it's one of those front running issues in Toronto that isn't going to go away and any politician worth their salt has to keep it in mind. Um, like you're saying with the fact that it's a very temporary solution, I feel like almost every winter comes along and then we have this fly by the seat of our pants approach to it where it's like, okay, what are the resources? Yeah. We beg, what can we do this year? And, um, what's the permanent solution? Well, there's, there's so many layers to it though, because you know, there's, there's throwing money at it is only part of it. Then you have the entire, uh, mental health aspects. You have the, uh, addiction counseling parts of it. And mm -hmm. even talking to people in the field, yeah. there's just so many, layers of it that we take for granted from not being in the situation that trying yeah. to make sure you have so as we this is our third or fourth live stream tonight uh currently we have uh connie crosby from ward 10 hello and uh, Casey Palmer, hey, hey. Um, past guest um, and a resident of Ward 14. Indeed. 
And uh, it is 9.35. The polls have been closed for over an hour and a half. Um, two minutes into the polls being closed, uh, you heard here first, uh, before anyone else broke it, that John Tory was Toronto's uh, new mayor, uh, an ongoing uh, mayor. Um, and I want to, as we continue uh, to finish this off, I want to thank uh, girthradio.com for hosting us and hosting this a live stream and podcast. Uh, go to girthradio.com for all your awesome independent podcast needs, uh, as well as our location sponsor, Pacific Junction Hotel, uh, for giving us the space and the Wi-Fi um, in order to be able to do uh, Toronto's best independent election coverage voice. Um, so... John Tory is the mayor. Uh, we were looking at six different wards. Uh, Ward 7, um, I, I, I was about to say I forgot his first name, but it just came back to me. But um, um, perennial Toronto joke, Mamaliti is no longer um, earning a paycheck from the city of Indeed. Toronto. Indeed. Thank goodness for that. Money well saved. Um, Anthony Perusa is uh, the counselor there. Um, Ward 12. Josh Matlow beat um, fellow progressive voice Joe Mehevic. Uh, Ward 1, the Ford dynasty continues to live strong at City Hall with uh, Michael Ford beating Vince Grisanti, who was a, uh, or still is, I guess, a, a uh, huge Ford uh, supporter. Hey, just to stop you, have you gone up yeah. to Ward 1 anytime recently? No. I've seen the sea of blue signs as they just like. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, it's, it's rather impressive. <laughs> What happened to you? What happened to me? <laughs> Let's make some room. Let's make Living s- life in crutches. Living life in crutches. Um, <laughs> welcome, <laughs> Paul Crow. This is the Ward 14 show. I should have. We should have renamed <laughs> it. Is it? Ward is it? Show. Yeah. yeah. Here, have a seat. Okay. Ward 14. Paula <laughs> Fletcher uh, beat out fellow incumbent Mary Fragidakis. Um, and everyone's favorite social media candidate for Ward 14, Lanrick. Ward 13, Kristen Wong Tam beat a friend of the show and former guest George Smitherman. And in Ward 22, uh, Jim Karagiannis has put to bed the joke that was Norm Kelly. Six dad. Six dad. Um, which I guess is how he's going to find his retirement. Um, in my ward, um, Scarborough Center, Michael Thompson is now my um, counselor and uh, I wanted to cover a couple of guests that have come on the show so mayoral candidate Sarah Clement Haga um, only got 4711 votes uh, Greg I think 11 of those votes were because of her coming on the show <laughs> I think so I think so so point sixty percent of the votes um, and Sabrina Zuniga who was running in Ward 10 lost to Joe Cressy she got 5.41% of the vote uh, and 1,564 uh, votes for her. So uh, good showing for Sabrina, I think. I don't know. Um, and we have Paul. How you doing? Been a long time, good man. It has been. You haven't aged. <laughs> Neither of you. Um, <laughs> to int- introduce yeah. yourself, who you are, what you do. We all know now that you live in Ward 14. Yeah, Paul Crow, Ward 14. Uh, work in the thriving Toronto tech community. Yeah. Uh, CEO of a tech company known as uh, Symbility Intersect. 
and uh, longtime friend of uh, both of these gentlemen. And there's someone here I'm meeting for the first time. Casey Palmer. Nice Casey Palmer, Paul Crow. Nice to meet you. And Connie Crosby. Connie Crosby. Nice Paul to meet Crow. you. Nice to meet you too. Yeah. So, um, your your thoughts on 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 the election? John John Tory yeah. comes in. Seems to be. Correct me if I'm wrong. Seems to be. The um, the Toronto tech community loves John Tory. Um, yep. Uh, I'd agree. Yeah, you. <laughs> I love that answer. <laughs> um, your your thoughts on the election in general, how it went, and who who's coming and who's gone out. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, it was refreshing to vote for who I wanted for the first time in a long mm. time versus strategically. Okay, interesting. Um. I voted Jennifer Keysmat. Okay. For mayor. Yeah. Um, which you know, I don't think I've ever voted for a mayor that won. Um, <laughs> which <laughs> So if we had had you in here at say around seven o'clock, we right? could have called it at seven oh two, not exactly. eight oh two. Yeah. yeah. All right. yeah. <laughs> we know that uh, Paul Crow doesn't pick the right You're not a betting yeah. man, are you? <laughs> no, no, no. Not 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 in politics. Um You know what? I think the headline for me is, unfortunately, most of Toronto had the chance to vote for a planner who I think actually had vision um, mm-hmm. than someone who likes to live on the fence, kind of play all sides. And a lot of people are saying that's what we need because we got this Doug Ford guy in the provincial. But at the same time, it's like, I think someone's who's, who's going to push him. Uh, and someone who's going to force him to make some decisions that he becomes even more unpopular with the Toronto core can help us in the big picture. But uh, I was disappointed there. I mean, uh, that point, there's some big wins, though. Mamalady is out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think... But that's worth having a party for. That's worth yeah. having a party for. You know what else is worth having a party for? What? Everybody's favorite crack-smoking mayor's private driver will not be representing the kids Lisi well, yeah. oh, is not. I, yeah. He's not coming. No, not, I'm looking at right com- now. Yeah, okay, Lisi's right. like like so far out. Nice. Okay. Fourth. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Perfect. So, hey, congratulations, <laughs> Toronto District School Board Ward One. <laughs> you made incredible decisions today. Uh, there's a few of you out there that did so. Uh, Ward 14. Um, it's more of the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was a big change voter. I think in okay. this, I did not want to see. Uh, Paula Fletcher or uh, Mary Fragadakis move on in our ward. Okay. I thought that uh, um, specifically in our ward, like it's the Danforth for those who don't mm-hmm. know Ward 14. Mm-hmm. Um, walk it every day, live on it all the time. I think we need some density in that area. There's restaurants closing down, there's retail shops closing down uh, because prices of rent are going up. Yep. But they can't get enough people in the door because it's houses. And I love that as well. There's a lot of rental homes, but it doesn't get the same density as take down six houses and build an apartment building that's, you know, I'm not talking high rise, I'm talking mid rise here. Sure, sure. And bring 100 people into the neighborhood and do that 20 times. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I think you've got enough density that maybe a couple of those places can carry on because rent is skyrocketing and our population is not um, within that ward specifically. Right. And I think both Paula and Mary have been too anti-development um, from my standpoint. So that's what I looked for and voted interesting. for. Interesting. Yeah. It is, it is, and that used to be my ward, and, and it's interesting to see the the neighborhood, if you walk along the Danforth, it's very low. Everything is yes. is 
two or three stories and that's yeah. about it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing mm -hmm. higher. It's yeah. incredible. You're right. There, there isn't the the density yeah. of building there. Yeah. And I see just south of us some things happening. Like there's a beer store at the corner of like Logan and Gerard, yep. which has been closed recently, and they're doing a I think six or seven mm -hmm. story yeah. kind of mid rise okay. there. Their beer store and the parking lot, and there's going to be a beer store back. So if you're in the neighborhood, don't be afraid. It's coming back. Uh, <laughs> we'll be able to buy our beer, but you know, like that's the idea. How do you put uh, this sort of a couple retail places and then six stories of apartments over top of it? And that's happening at you know, which is now in our ward, thanks to Dofo. Um, but you know, it it, it it wasn't before. But right. maybe some more of that thinking can get brought mm. to like Danforth Broadview. It's happening, and then like you know. Woodbine, Woodbine yeah. <laughs> Danforth, yeah, it's happening. right over yeah. yeah, there's like, what, three kilometers in the middle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So all the density doesn't have to be right in the downtown core. Right. Yeah. yeah. They can be built yeah. all over. Like, you've got Scarborough. You've got Lawrence. Like, like once you pass, if you're going east, and you pass Victoria Park, mm -hmm. you pass Pharmacy, yeah. Yeah. Um, Lawrence and Eglinton might as well be super highways. Yeah. They are just two to three lanes in each direction. Um, no one bikes there. It's impossible to bike uh, in Scarborough on these main arteries. Yeah. But you've got these places where it's two stories at max. You've right. got retail, you've got those strip malls, and, and maybe there's a second level. But if you do that same sort of thinking where you've got this, you start to build density yeah. in, in some of these places, may, maybe you can address some of the affordability issues. Yeah, like I moved from Gordon Perks. You know, uh, who won again tonight, which I think is great. Mm -hmm. Incredible council. I moved from that to the Danforth. And you look around, like, High Park, Parkdale area, right? Right at the High Park station, you have all of those... Uh, the, 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 the high-rise apartment buildings. Yeah, On the yeah, south, yeah, you've got yeah. condos. You've got condos going up near the Keel subway station. That area, has, I think, has done density right. You still have your neighborhoods with massive amounts of homes in yeah. them. And single-family homes. And they're mm. beautiful. And they've all retained their value. Yeah. You know, they haven't been brought, brought right. down by all these condos and stuff going up around them. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, one of the things that, like... Yeah, the, the Danforth is hopping a lot of the nights, but that's people driving into it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you you walk the odd, you know, middle of winter, Sunday night out. Yeah. And the restaurants, you know, a couple people in them, yeah. some of them close early, and that's when they need you the year round. Yeah. They do well May long weekend, the Labor Day long weekend, mm -hmm. but to maintain it. And so that's my, my concern is, and the thing I'm going to voice to, uh, to Paula is uh, that, you know, I think we need to continue to... Um, we, we got to find a positive side to development. Sure. Uh, in that Does that tie in though uh, with transit? Like, if you're going to develop that, then you have to have a way to get people to their jobs wherever they are in the city. It's hard. Like, the people are waiting for this relief line yes. to get downtown. So, how, like, you know, that has to be part of that plan, right? Absolutely. And I think yeah. if I'm a developer, I'm wanting to buy it. Like and Danforth right now. I'm wanting to buy in, in that area because that's the re relief lines coming right down there. Yeah. yeah. Right? Why aren't you looking at, you know, and I, there is a couple, you know, going up around the area, but just not near enough. Um, so that was one of my big things is with against John Tory in this is there wasn't the action I yeah. wanted to see on the relief line in the past four years. Yeah. Specifically being selfish for, you know, sure. Our I, neighborhood I as think well. the past couple of days, did the province not or. The environmental assessment has been done. Did I did I'm I not sure. did they, I read that? Apparently, 
They completed the environmental assessment. Yes, that's what I, I read somewhere that that yeah. was done, mm-hmm. and he was taking credit for that, although it's not in his purview. Yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> it's not something he's he's necessarily done. Um, Paul is. I, I've asked this around the table. Um, is there was there? You know, you talked about development. Is was there another issue that that was top of mind for you, whether it was in your ward or across the city? So the next was the gardener. Interesting. Like, way back in the day, you know, I started a Facebook page called Bury the Gardener. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I am just, it. it's blown my mind, and I travel a lot with my work, and I get to incredible places like San Francisco, who they had the equivalent of the gardener, and they took okay. it down yeah. to a boulevard called Embocadero, runs all the way along the front. Yeah. You know, it opened up the land so they could build things like the new giant stadium. Mm, like huh. in San Francisco, which used to be Candlestick Park, a way big commute outside, and now it's on the waterfront in downtown. And one of the things by knocking down that raised is they opened this up, and everyone was concerned. You can go back and look at the historic you traffic know, and messages. Everything. Everyone's like, oh, traffic is going to be hell. And yeah, sometimes it's bad. But what it did for that city is you go down to Embocadero Drive, and you know, as you go along the piers and whatnot, it's just a magical um, hmm. part of the city, and knowing that we've got quayside opening up we've got you know all of that coming to yeah. think that that same sort of you know vibe opportunity and all that mm-hmm. extra space for 500 million dollars less mm-hmm. like it's a no-brainer to me the fact we're going to spend more money to mm-hmm. keep more land locked up that the city can't sell to developers or develop itself for low-cost housing um and we're gonna have ongoing you know maintenance expenses that are greater than that of a boulevard yeah in a place that you know i drive it every day mm-hmm. you know i my office is right near st lawrence market pop up onto the gardener yeah right down you know carla up north like it's empty you know <laughs> the odd time you gotta dodge traffic doesn't matter it could be rush hour after that jarvis intersection to where it or jarvis uh down ramp off ramp to where it turns into the dvp it's generally empty it doesn't yeah. matter the time of the day speed up yeah. yeah, that's when that's, 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 that's where you get out your frustrations from <laughs> yeah. being on the gardener yeah. that entire time. It's like, oh my goodness, let me get home. So yes. that was that was my second, and so knowing Jennifer was behind that, uh, that was another you know speed up, speed up the transit uh, relief line. Uh, gardener uh, would be a number two. Yeah, it's interesting that that you talked about uh, the gardener and and um, you know we've talked about this a couple of times, but there was a dart poll. Uh, conducted just just before the election, um, respondents sixty two percent chose Tory as their next mayor, twenty seven percent Keysmat. But then take a look at the issues: fifty seven percent approve of tearing down the gardener, seventy nine percent approve of luxury taxes on luxury sorry taxes on luxury homes, seventy two percent in favor of looking at changing three golf courses into parks. And 86% in favor of building 100,000 new affordable rental units. Um, so so this whole idea of if we've chosen John Tory as our mayor, is it more of the same sort of on the fence, not wanting to rock the boat both sides? Toronto, you know, outside of, you know, how many racists live in Toronto? By the way, do you 25, want to know? 25,000? 25,500 racists. Yeah. You knew exactly what You're I was talking it. about. Yeah. You're on it. I like it. I, I want to see the map against, a, uh, against the wards. They're you know? all, they're, she's all she's over the, the place. Yeah. Really? She is all over the place. Even some of the more progressive ridings. Some of the more progressive rides, she's awards. still there. Yeah. So what's at like 4%? She's at 3.4%. 3.4%. 3. 
Three, almost, yeah, 3.4%. That's unfortunate. It is. It is. Um, so notwithstanding that, which yep. I think is troublesome, um, Toronto seems to be a progressive city. It seems yeah. to want some of the issues that we're talking about. They, they seem to be in favor of that. Yeah. Whether or not we're going to get there now over the next four years with the mayor that we have, with the Ontario government that we have, I'm sort of, I, I don't think we're, we're going to be progressive in terms of things that get done. No. I think we're in the stage of hard decisions, hmm. right? Like we've yeah. got, we've got incredible finance sector. We've got an incredible tech sector. We've got an incredible food scene. We've got yep. world-class sports teams. Yep. We've got incredible arts and culture. Barring 25,000 people, I think we've got an incredible city for acceptance, right. Fair enough. for diversity, for all those other things. And what we don't have is infrastructure. Yeah. You know, and no one has ever made infrastructure happen without hard decisions. You need one, well, you need one, two things. You need vision, mm -hmm. which we haven't had in this city as a mayor in a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, and you've got the need to build infrastructure with, in my opinion, extremely low property taxes. Yeah. Uh, you look at a lot of world class cities around, you know. We are we're low in in property taxes for for what we do. Mm -hmm. yeah. We've got a mayor who, you know, did the thing I loved actually. John Tory tried to do it again. Polls, tolls, sorry, tolls. Not yep, tolls. yep, yep, tolls. Um, and like so, we need to find you can't you can't bring infrastructure to a city, be it transit. You know, how many times a year does my power go out because of aging power grids? Yep. You know, we've got dangerous bike lanes mm -hmm. for most of the city yeah um we got schools that are in disrepair or behind you know billions of dollars behind and like there's all these things years. that take money mm. yeah schools is a good point and that's something we haven't talked about yet this evening is the schools are are in horrible shape mm. yeah um throughout ontario toronto really yeah. you know like they haven't had any money to fix them at all and, yeah and yeah. It took, there was, I think it was a 10 year, we met um, the head caretaker of the school my son now goes to, who just, who, who, who just left the school there, but he was at the school my son was prior, and the work that they did on the roof is something that he put in a request for a minimum of 10 years ago. Whoa. It took 10 yeah. years to fix the roof. Yeah. I'm working on a sponsorship committee yeah. at my kids' elementary school right now. Yeah, we've got Jackman School, great school, great mm -hmm. neighborhood, but like drainage issues—you can't use this, the the ball diamond, the soccer field just gets muddy and disgusting. Kids come home. There's a massive tarmac that's cracked and broken. Like, there's wow. like ten kids of recess yeah. that are being brought in with like cut knees and like oh scraped God. everything. And you think oh. like. This is a school in a great neighborhood, and so like it's called the Field of Dreams. We got like the parents are fundraising right now, yeah, to get the money, and we had to fundraise our own money to get these master plans drawn up by the city. And wow, it's just like we did that with my school just before my kids started yeah. there. Yeah, they like had a huge like two year hustle to put, get all the money together to redo the field. Yeah, just because the money was not coming from anywhere else. Which is nuts. Like yeah. a city in as rich as Toronto is, in mm -hmm. a country as rich. Yeah. As Canada is, um, we somehow have, you know, people afraid of a small 
in property tax increase or luxury tax on you know three four million dollar homes yeah they're like oh no don't do that but because everyone in that bucket can afford yeah. private school but raise that, raise raise swimming classes an extra 10 bucks yeah. now does that go back to the province though like is that the purview of the province or is that the city like that's the province right to well, look Toronto after the school board, to the the school repair and all that yeah, that's Toronto some of the CDSB, funding, right? some yeah. of the funding CDSB, but yeah. but it's interesting you bring out the money because okay. we haven't talked about it tonight. I was actually thinking about it earlier that like we talk about what we want to do but where's the money going to come from to do right. that? And, yeah, and when right, we had yeah. John Sewell in, he was talking about you know taxation and the idea of a one percent tax or tolls or whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. And and you know his his issue with Tory was this is not like it doesn't feel that he's going to push for that. Yeah, he's you know, a consensus man. To, yeah. Will to, will it will he be different this term if he keeps his word that this is it? Like this is his last four years. He said it. When he uh, he at least said it when he won the first term, yeah. will he if he keeps his word? If we assume that he's good for his word, will he stop being a consensus mayor and and do things because he doesn't care whether he gets elected or not? So who's he will building he consensus hard? with? I guess that's the. First I guess question. well, he's built consensus with with keeping his job in mind. It seemed right. Mm. It's like don't rock the boat. Let me not lose votes at, in, in council. Let me keep that power. Uh, let me keep that power base. I mean, that was the reason that he let go of um, Vince Crisanti, right? Because he said that he would vote for Doug Ford if Doug Ford ran for mayor. And so Vince Crisanti was one of his deputies. You know, that, that title got, got pulled mm-hmm. uh, from him, right? Mm-hmm. So if this is Ford's last four years, does he stop Tory. being Tory? <laughs> He's done that a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, it's both. Is there the only difference yeah. is that once one smoked yeah. crack, the other did. Yeah. But regardless, yeah. um, if Tory keeps his word, does he stop? Is he, is he, will he still continue to be the consensus man? I mean, I'm curious about that. Look, I mean, or, or think he, about think about like CEOs. Yeah. How many of them in their last four years of their job mm-hmm. did something dramatic? Did something inspiring? Not too many. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very small. Because they're like, especially in the way I look at this, is this is like, this is probably like the end for Tory. Like, he might do a couple small things here and there, but like, he's not about to go back into the private sector and try to become the CEO of, you know, Shaw or yeah, Rogers yeah. or, you know, go back he'll to like take board CFL positions with a bunch. Yeah, he'll, he'll be on the board of a weed company in the next four years. So okay. is he going <laughs> to risk something right now yeah. that makes his legacy, he's the one who effed that up? You know what I mean? Like, I just don't, like, as humans, we're, we're naturally predisposed mm. to be anti-risk. Especially when it's your yeah, your last kick at the can. I right. think it's even more so. Right? Like, he, yeah. he's had so many chances to do something defining. He's got speaking gigs to laying out after and everything like that, you know? He has, yeah. you know, contract gigs and professorships and everything. You have to make sure you have a good reputation to make that happen. Good points. Yeah. So, <laughs> so do we have to push him? Do we have to push our counselors to push him you know what is it there might, any possibility it might that? be easier now to push your counsel like there's less counselors to yeah, yeah. push for that because again it, it's not a post. strong gonna, mayor but it's going to be system. harder to get their attention because yeah. they've got more people more people to look after hmm. yeah. and like we can go back in time to something that i actually fully supported even though it stunk at the time yeah mayor miller yeah the garbage strike yeah refusing to give in like i want to know and i haven't seen the numbers 
so I might be pulling stuff out of my ass here right now, but yeah. I assume <laughs> I would like to see someone with the current collective bargaining agreement that we agreed to there. How much money is the city saving right now per year? Because he said no. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bend over at the first moment and he fought them hard on that. Yeah. And so the historical record tells people who are mayor or want to be mayor mm -hmm. that if you do the hard things, you're gonna lose the next election run. Yeah. You know, like it still comes up time to time. People are like, Well, I'm voting for Tory again because, you know, my garbage gets picked up every day. Yeah. Right? But they don't understand that the reason we went a summer without it getting picked up is what's gonna save us some money to maybe build a park. Or, you know, sure. do that schoolwork. Five hundred million savings on the gardener? Yeah. You know, that could do a lot in the that TDSB. Could do a lot. But yeah. no, we're going to do schools. the hybrid solution because that was the easiest one to get easiest. consensus right. on. I'll get people from there to vote for me, people there to vote yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Richard Petty, who's come on many times, um, has argued that you need someone with, and um, these are not his words, but you need someone with the political balls to be able to uh, make those hard decisions because it's the right decision for the future to make. Um, but I, I guess when it comes down to it, um, you know, if, if you say if, if, if what we think, if, if history is an indicator of the future, like very few people want to make these hard decisions and these tough decisions because it's, it's just too hard. Yeah. You know, why, why bother? It might yeah. be easy for us to say because it's, it's not our job. Yeah, I think Tory's got too much ego. Hmm. To risk something that could have him leave office in disgrace. Hmm. You know? The family name. You can't disgrace <laughs> the Tory name. You know, you can't take risks. No, you cannot. They're lawyers. I wanted to take a look. Another, another guy that I have no time for. Don Valley East. Denzel Wong is coming back. Mm -hmm. um, although David Kaplan, who hardly did anything, it seemed, uh, got 30% <clears throat> of the vote. Denzel Wong got 46 <laughs> percent of the vote. Um, Jay Robinson knocked Burnside out, which is interesting up in Leaside. They that were was, both two, yeah, incumbents. Yep, two, two heavyweights. It's it's ten oh one. Um let's go around the table one last time. You know, what does the <laughs> next four years look like for Toronto? Why don't you start it off, Greg? Much of the same. And the reason I say that is I'm not sure much can get done under Ford for the next four years. Because Ford's I think the he's trying okay. to do this to Toronto. Interesting. And and I think any 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 progressive movement, mm -hmm. he's just he'll just do what he needs to to quash it. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm mm -hmm, wrong. Mm -hmm, but I got mm -hmm. a very negative view towards the next four years in mm -hmm. the city under Ford. Um. I'm going to try to find a positive spin. Yeah. <laughs> on fair, fair. You know, like if fair. I could find a positive. So, Tori, we've established we, you know, or I think he's going to be a consensus mayor. <laughs> All right. Um, and he's got Doug Ford to deal with. So I think he's going to pick one um, one item to focus on yeah. that he has a lot of control over, mm -hmm. which I think actually can be the housing. You know, transit, there's multiple governments, there's a whole bunch of, like, and I think he's mm. going to get a year, year and a half in and realize I can't push forward this agenda, can't push forward that agenda. I want to be able to leave office and stand back and point to something that I actually did. Yeah, like a legacy of, project or something. A legacy project, mm -hmm. some things, and I yeah. think what the mayor of Toronto actually and the, the council can do without a lot of 
federal or provincial government, you know, funding requirements and other stuff is mm-hmm. that they, they can look to, you know, move the needle on affordable housing okay. um, from pushing in, you know, public housing and some other elements. So I think that's to find a positive, I would say, if we were to be here four years from now, mm-hmm. looking back, we'll say, oh, well, that the needle moved on that. But, you know, we're still barely shovels in the ground on relief line. Yeah. You know we're still people are dying every day on bike lanes still like we're this is gonna be a lot of the same connie well i i i I sort of agree with both of you um i'm pessimistic on the one hand but i'm optimistic on the other Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm um i i live close to where the um sidewalk waterfront project is going to be taking place Mm. and that in some ways excites me some ways frightens me um, anyway, for various reasons, that's a whole sure. other discussion. Um, but I think that there are changes happening in the city that are exciting, that are moving us. Um, collaboration with some of the big tech companies and, and um, new neighborhoods being opened up on, on the, the waterfront, which is exciting. So I think there are some changes that are, are going to happen, probably not in four years, but right. we'll see development. Mm-hmm with those, I think that's really good. Um, I do fear that we are in a bit of limbo, like you say, with with um, Ford seemingly to have so much control. But I, uh, on the other hand, the, the bright side, I think there's room for grassroots leadership, grassroots projects. I think it's a great time for people to step in to the, to the gap and into the breach and fill that role a little mm-hmm. bit more. Um, we don't just have, we can't rely on our politicians to do it for us. So we may need to do some more ourselves. I'm going to jump off on that point because that's exactly what was in my head. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like there's the factor of the political pressure from um, other levels of the government. And I feel like we have the factor of, you know, looking at our leadership and their track record to understand where they're coming from. But in a city of 2.8 million people with people becoming more and more agitated by political decisions like I don't think anyone knew what the hell a notwithstanding clause was before this year that's something we never had discussed most people did not know it's just a thing that never came up in conversation now everyone knows what it is and with more and more decisions of that ilk coming up I feel like people are they don't have as much of a choice to ignore politics as they have before because they're starting to understand that um, one political decision could have a huge impact on what your city looks like, how it acts and whatnot. This change of the number of wards from 44 to 25 is being like, you know, a huge eye-opener for a lot of people who didn't have any stake in the game before. Hmm. So if we continue down that trajectory and we see more decisions of that kind being made, and we've already seen, you know, since uh, the change in provincial leadership, we've already seen so many changes happen that I think we might see in the next four years enough people getting armed enough with enough knowledge and enough will to stop things from happening or going down certain paths that we see more of those grassroots movements. We see more people willing to uh, put some skin in the game or just come up with their own alternative solutions to the problems we have in order to get us moving along. So I don't think it will be, you know, regardless of who we had as mayor, regardless of who we had on city council, I don't necessarily think it's going to be an easy four years ahead, um, especially because of those pressures coming from other levels of government. And I think we're going to have to show that, you know, Toronto 
is not necessarily a city like we just take things lying down. There will be a point where we just say, okay, like enough is enough, and something needs to change. And if it's not coming from the politicians, where's it going to come from? Hmm. Yeah, I'm feeling more engaged myself. Yeah, I mean, here I am talking to yeah, people yeah. about my thoughts. And, this would not and be me a year ago. I, no, exactly. <laughs> Same here. I was, you know, we, we talked about it earlier. I was at the legislature at the midnight session. Okay. You know, like mm -hmm. trying to get in and, mm -hmm. and doing a bit of shouting. And uh, <laughs> like, I've never been an activist ever. Like that was That's my great. first time ever being out. So I'm mm -hmm. feeling like, yeah, I need to know what's happening now. I need to pay attention. Hey, you can't be um, a you can't be a fly on the wall for much longer, right? Yeah, like, there's so much happening. Our, you know, I think I think um, seeing what's happening south of the border has affected yes, that democracy. Definitely. We cannot just take it for granted. Mm -hmm. so. Wow, so a lot of thoughts shared. Um, you know, so I want to piggyback Casey off of something you just mentioned in terms of, you know, are we going to look for things from our politicians, um, and and. And so I, I, I think not. I, I think that um, in four years, four years from now, we'll look back and there might be some incremental things that have moved sure. forward. There, there might be more assessments done. You know, we might we might be closer to a shovel going in the ground for for new subway lines, new relief lines. Um, we might be closer uh, to uh, affordable housing or, or keeping people uh, inside during our frigid weathers. Um, we might be closer uh, to uh, incrementally closer to having uh, more dialogue between indigenous and the black community and, and, the, and the police. Um, we might be closer to Vision Zero, but I, I, I think that's going to be incremental. I think where in Toronto, especially where we will see a lot of solutions uh, and progress being made that our politicians will, uh, rush to the mic uh, to to be a part of is is places like you know you had, you had mentioned Paul um, I think it's going to be from our, our business sector I think it's also going to be from our um, um, I, I don't know what the proper word for, for it is but people and organizations like Women Win Teal, um right. like Progress Toronto I think it's going to be from these sorts of organizations I think it's going to be from um, our growing business communities where we will see things happen and, and, and potentially transform some of the things around Toronto. Um, I don't think we'll see that in the next four years uh, from this council or from this leadership. Um, I think that there's now a runway that people now see, uh, especially the progressive voices and the progressive thinkers uh, in the city and across the province now have a four-year runway to say what can we do to not just um, get people to be part of the conversation not to just uh, inspire people to come out um, and, and and protest or, or go to marches but to get more people involved locally you know whether it's helping to raise money for parks or for school repairs um, whatever it is on, on that side or and and you know enabling people to get the skills necessary uh, to run for office and be that progressive voice. I think, you know, we're, we're in a time where it, it's shifting and we're not going to get there quickly. I think whether it's a, this election cycle, the next election cycle, where we'll, we'll see that. But it's not, I don't think we're going to see anything. Do you change. think, do you think that we're going to see Jennifer Keysmat step up to the plate 
in the next election, do you think she'll work on what she's established and develop that? I don't know. She seemed to have um, responded to Doug Ford, uh, and that's the reason that she got in. Otherwise, she was staying on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. So I don't know whether or not this past month or two has inspired her to do a long run. Um, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Thank you to all of you, uh -huh. for, you. For, for joining us. Um, I'm going to say a long bunch of thank yous. I want to thank uh, all our guests, Bryn and Kelly Diamond. I want to thank everyone from Ward 14 for coming. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Kelly and Bryn Diamond, Paul Crow, Casey Palmer, uh, Connie from Ward 10. Um, I want to thank uh, all our guests over the past couple of months who've come and, and spoken about uh, Toronto. Um, Day Williams from uh, Women Win Toronto, uh, Richard Petty, uh, former Mayor John Sewell, political commentator Dan Spearin, who will be here tomorrow night to dissect everything after we go to bed, uh, and uh, two guests who, who ran for office. Um, and whether, it doesn't matter what side of the spectrum you're on, it takes a lot of guts, and I know it's a lot of work, so thank you to Sabrina Zuniga in Ward 10, and uh, Sarah Klimenhaga, who ran for mayor. Um, thank you to, to all of them. Thank you to girthradio.com and Pacific Junction Hotel for hosting us. Um, on behalf of Greg Tilston, my name is Kareem. Thank you to all of you for uh, joining us tonight over the past three hours, as we've done, I think, we've had to refresh this four times. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so uh, thank you, and... Uh, We'll talk to everyone soon. Yes, thanks. Alrighty. Thank you. Thank you, Kareem. All right. And there we go. All right.